Hello, and thank you once again for joining us for Writing Through the Ages Current Comment. Today we'll be in episode 7 of Common Writer's Saber. I'm Eugene. I'm Eric. And the title of the episode, I'm just mixing it up, but I don't want to say the same thing every time. Uh, title of the episode is Chapter 7, The Sword of the King Lies in Avalon. It aired on October 18th, 2020. It was written by Kenichi Hasagawa, and it was directed by Hinonori Ishida. Keeping me on my toes. I was yes. like, wait a minute, are we trading? Yeah, you, you got to think about this things. Um, I to make sure I'm paying attention. <laughs> yeah, just mixing it up. Going to start rolling dice to figure out what order to say things. It's going to start and end with thank you for joining us. Um, so this is uh, probably where your boy um, uh, Rintaro is going to get some t- time to shine. Mm, I think so. Based on the... Uh, the trailer and the end of the last episode, right? Because I mean, he, he's doing a training montage, maybe heartfelt with a lot of. I'm guessing he's actually going to go into like the spirit. Oh yeah, you think uh, of the uh, lion or whatever, or the sword, right? Because it's the swords that are the writer, like the the writers are paired with swords, and then they have books. Yeah, yeah. So the sword would yeah, be so what he would the spirit he, of the sword. Yeah, right? and so I think he's going to Nagare, I think, or something like that. Yeah, I think he's going to like meet his father or whatever. In the spirit of the sword or whatever, mm. because uh, that's what it looks like in the trailer. Yeah, yeah, that would be cool. I mean, it, or father or master or whatever his connection. Yeah, it says is. it said master. We d- we don't know if he's his father. Yeah, we just, I doubt it's always lineage based. Yeah, it'd be cool if it was like supposed to be lineage based for one sword and then other swords. It's like no, you got to find a student. It's yeah, it, like if this it, was the a, sword chooses right. If this was like a long spanning spanning manga, there would probably be more detail like that. Yeah, but the, I don't know. Common writer sometimes will just like. Oh, there's some detail you weren't expecting and that was really well thought out. Yeah. And other times you're like, don't think about it. Just do it. Just do it. Just join it. Just go. I think I told you, and we'll get to it eventually, but there's an episode of 71 where where uh, um, Nigo literally kicks the transformation out of somebody. <laughs> he kicks the cyborg out. Wow. That is legendary. Here, let me just kick this operation out of you. Yeah. I'm going to kick the genetic cyborg operation out of you i feel like we need something like that this day where somebody just karate chops somebody's heart attack away well there was this you interesting <laughs> uh story you got cancer pop. in uh because uh there was the crisis of infinite earth where they rebooted superman and they lowered his power level and made him still superman but he mm-hmm. was just like not like pre-crisis superman was like i'll fly to the end of the universe on my lunch break yeah um which he literally did. Yeah, it's like uh, almost like why is there still crime? Like why haven't you read everyone's minds and just ended crime in general? Yeah, uh, where it's like super muscle control, where he can control his muscles to the point where he can just make himself look like other people. Yeah. Um, super hypnoto- super hypnotism, uh, super voice control, all this stuff. Yeah. So, uh, but then there was the the post crisis Superman, which was a lot less powerful and like more realistic, and they made reasons for his powers and all that stuff. It was right. actually really good. Um. But they had the problem with the with the uh, Legion of Superheroes, huge continuity thing, all this stuff. But at one point, there was pre-crisis Superman, Superboy, Superboy. Pre, pre-crisis Superboy, because in the post-crisis there was no Superboy. So pre-crisis Superboy meets like post-crisis Superman, mm-hmm. and like pre-crisis Superboy is like a lot stronger, all this stuff. And then at one point, Superboy, pre-crisis Superboy, has to like save them by like flying them past the time barrier. And they're like, can you do it? And this is like, this is what I was getting to. Because at this point, Superboy says, I think I can actually do anything (laughs) if I really want to, if I really need to. I think I can do anything. Mm -hmm. And this is like the the idea of like what pre-crisis Superman could do. Right. If he needed to, he could do it. Yeah, just whenever. And then he flies through a time barrier and die. But, uh, (laughs) but yeah, but that's what like, that's how I see like 
show up common riders. Yeah. It's just like if they need to do it. Yeah, let's just punch out so they can do some it. Me- mechanical uh, <laughs> It's like think about that. Like punching out somebody's heart stents. Like you just pat and there you go. All the operations gone. Or like here, let me just replace your metal shoulder with this punch. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> So uh but yeah, post crisis uh like uh same thing with uh hey say common rider more Grounded in like this is what they can do. Still, sometimes yeah. it's just like it's a little. Don't oh, worry about it. It can be over the top, but there's a reason for it. Uh, yeah. It's Especially just, in the movies, they're just like whatever. Yeah, he's not gonna he's not gonna revive his father by you know <laughs> punching. Ki- yeah, ki- <laughs> kicking him with his toe. Like, come here, come on. Come I mean, Superboy Prime, who Wake was the pre-crisis Super Superboy, literally punched reality. Right, and that's absurd. And, and that's the reason why Jason Todd came back to life because <laughs> Superboy broke reality with a punch. Oh, here I am. <laughs> well, he was on the outside of reality, and he wanted to get back in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he just punched it. Just Anyways, punch reality. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> it's great. Anyway, comic books are like so crazy, and that's one of the reasons I love them. Anyways, um, we did have an email. Oh, and this email was like it's just like a list of like things we were talking about, and like uh, from uh episode three of current comic. Okay, which was the uh the Thunder Swordsman one. Okay, and the first part of the like salamander thing. Gotcha. Uh, and he just it it just like it's just a list of like things we were talking about, and like. Here's basically the facts we didn't bother looking up. Okay. <laughs> or cool. we just, like, guessed randomly. And the first one was uh, Night on the Galactic Railroad okay. by uh, Mitsuya Kenjichi is a common ja- uh, Japanese children novel about two cats who are best friends and take a surreal journey on a train through space. Galaxy Express 99 is an action-oriented show based on the same premise. Okay. Uh, with There's plenty of differences. But, like, that was the thing we were talking about. Like, he was talking about how you, like, you know that there was this story. Right? Yeah, the story of... Uh, yeah, and so it's theory. Night on the uh, Galactic Railroad, and I thought, like, Galaxy Express 999, because that's the only thing I've seen. Right. And, like, that's kind of like... Yeah, thanks same. for letting me know the name, because it's like, <laughs> man, it was there, and I'm like, God, I know this, but I don't know this. Uh, And it's A Thousand and One Arabian Nights with a Magical Lamp is Aladdin. A Thousand and One. A Thousand and One Arabian Nights, and the story... In a thousand and one Arabian Nights with the magic lamp is Aladdin. Gotcha. So, uh huh. Oh, this is a Buster's corruption of the large Buster so- uh, bastard sword, which is naturally not appropriate for common use these days. Ah, uh, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, that makes more sense. And I think that's probably why it was changed to Buster. Yeah, because you can't for, <laughs> for cloud. Right. That's yeah. why it was called the Buster. Sword. Maybe that's how. Is that how you know who's the, by the who's the one that sends the email? Oh, this is from uh, Darian C. Okay. Thank you so far, man. And, and then... Uh, Fact checking. And then he just went on about, like, Storius is the one with the ponytail, Zeus is the one with the vest, and Lengaleo is the other one. Okay, there we go. That's a good way to describe them. <laughs> it's a sleeveless, sleeveless shirt with the, the muscles. like the vest, ponytail, and the other one. <laughs> and the other guy. Well, he's uh, got, like, a black-red thing going on. The yeah. short hair guy, because the yeah. other one's kind of got, like, shaggy hair. And they each and... represent one of the three types of Wonder Books we talked about. Right. About, yeah. Uh, Toma's bookstore is called Fantastic Bookstore Kamiyama. <laughs> Because his last name is coming up. Mm-hmm. And then this is what I was talking about. Jay and Miles explain the X-Men as a podcast by a formerly married couple who are now good friends still and are both generally knowledgeable. Uh, I was confusing it with the late podcast Journey into Misery, mm. where a, a guy explains comic storylines and characters to his uneducated comic girlfriend. And by that podcast is done. So I was confusing two gotcha X-Men two podcasts. popular X Men. Co- you kind of combine <laughs> them together and, and so, your own thing. Yeah, it was uh, Jane Miles. Uh, Jane Miles explained the po- podcast, which is like the former married couple who talk about podca- uh, X Men, and then Journey into Misery. Because I had heard both of them, and I think it was just like when I was just listening to a bunch of comic podcasts, so I kind of just blurred together in my brain. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
but that show is done. But yeah, I remember now. I remember after reading this, I'm like, oh yeah, it was Journey into Misery, right? Because uh, uh, a play off of Journey into Mystery, which was the first comic, which was the comic book that Thor originally appeared in. Mm. Uh, Journey into Mystery, like twenty something. Because uh, most people don't realize that, but back in the day, it used to be a lot of and comic books were like a lot of anthology back in the '60s, where it was just like. That's why it was called, like, action comics, detective comics. It was just, like, stories. Uh-huh. There was a bunch of just, like, action stories, a bunch of detective stories. And, like, uh, Journey into Mystery and was just a uh, was just an anthology story. It would be, like, eight-page eight stories of just, like, mystery stories. And they'd appear and they'd be, like, one and kind of like a Twilight Zone type thing. Okay. Yeah. And, but that was where they put uh, Thor the first time. Okay. First periods of Thor was in Journey into Mystery. Hmm. And then... Uh, like they still do Journey in the Mystery stuff uh, when they bring it back and all that stuff. Anyways, that's why like star there was like Star Spangled Comics and All American Comics and all this thing before they started being like Wonder Woman, Superman. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, thank you, Darian. Yeah. No, thanks a lot, man. Keep fact checking. <laughs> yeah, because it's just like uh, answers to questions. I mean, uh, we could we could look all those up, but that would be uh, that would involve like work. Well, <laughs> the hard part is, is it's uh, it's off the hook. I mean, like, we watch it, then we come here. It's like, uh, right on, there's no time in between watching it and then yeah. podcast. So it's like one of those things where if we were to watch it and then meet up and then podcast it, any of the questions I'd have, I'd answer, but then that would kind of well, then, and also take the away thing the is, answering. Is that the... we have this brand, it's fanboy opinion. It's not fanboy research. <laughs> no, I mean, like, for example, <laughs> trying to find out the name of the book. Yeah. Before we started talking about it, I would have found out the name of the book. Yeah. But then it's like, once we're talking about it it's like well i remember the name of the book i remember that there's these two two guys and they're friends and they do stuff but like that's every story <laughs> yes it's like i vaguely know what they're talking about yeah that's it but yes uh, thank you for that and um if you want to you can email us at fanboyopinion at gmail.com yeah. you can check us out on the website and you can also use the contact uh part on the website at fanboyopinion.com mm. to email us i've had a couple through that uh you can tweet us at fanboy underscore opinion and um or you can just uh rate and review because rating and reviewing um means that the podcast is seen by more people oh because it's not just like the listens it's like more the rate at least for itunes i think it's Hmm. like the rating and reviewing so just you know if you don't have an itunes account just make one (laughs) it's a shameless plug plug. (laughs) no it's a shameful plug right (laughs) no actually no i'm kind of looking forward to him answering some of the questions we had in the next couple episodes yeah I mean, it, as of right now, we're several past episode three. Yeah. Because we're trying to catch up and we're going to be catch, caught up soon. Like, boom, there we are. So we're actually going to have to go through the torture of waiting a week. I mean, it's going to be a little different because other episodes, it's like if we wanted to, we could watch ahead. Yeah. Right. But this one's like, no, no, no. As soon as we catch up. Well, you don't have that power. We, we're we're just you. like, ah. Oh. Yeah. It's like, oh, man, I really want to watch another episode. Nope. Can't do it. I think I got spoiled in like a tweet. Oh, yeah? I'm not going to talk about it because I don't want to spoil you. Spoiled it, episode eight or uh, I, this episode? It, we'll see. It might have been. Because like, even when we were caught up, there's still chances of getting spoiled. Yeah. I mean, the, there's always... Uh, uh, like production stills yeah. and all this stuff. So I don't want to spoil in case I might be wrong. Also, I don't want to ruin it. Mm-hmm. So I won't tell you. If if when it happens in the show, I'll try to remember that like oh, I was spoiled on this like weeks ago. This is... Yeah, this is what Like I was, I was spoiled about. on uh, um, uh, Caliber being... Uh, Dude's father. Dude... Uh, What's his name? I know. I mean, his his. Are we uh, talking about Kento? Kento, yes, Kento. And what was this? His common writer name? He is com- Espada. Common writer Espada. Yes. Um, I'm also like watching a bunch of other shows right now, so it's <laughs> just like blurring together. Um, <laughs> I've decided I'm gonna watch. 
Gavon. I've like seen the first four episodes of Gavon like a dozen times. And you're like, this is for me. I got to watch this. So I started watching Gavon. Metal Metal Heroes. It's the first Metal Heroes show. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't want to watch all of the Metal Heroes, although some of them look pretty cool. Uh, I want to watch at least the the Space Sheriff ones. Gavon, Sharavan, Mm -hmm. and uh, I forgot what the last one is. Gavon, Sharavan, and uh, uh, Shider. Shider. (laughs) Gavon, Sharavan, and Shider. Those ones. And then the other ones, maybe. But uh, I did watch an episode of Jaspion, which was like weird, but like cool at the same time because they were just like, whatever. Um, Metal Heroes like really gained popularity during the gap. Hmm. Like the first Metal Heroes was in 82. Okay. But the last like uh, RX, I think, was in 89. Okay. Around there, 90 or so. So like, but then the last uh, Metal Heroes was, I think, in 98. Hmm. So like, Metal Heroes really was, like, carrying that single hero type thing. Right. While Kamen Rider was off. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, it's taking it, taking filling the role there, taking the niche. Yeah. But then when it stopped. It's like, if somebody's got a craving, they have to go to Metal Heroes because Kamen Rider's not around. Yeah. I mean, because there's, like, Super Sentai was going through the entire time. Mm-hmm. It started after Kamen Rider, but it never stopped. So there's more seasons of right. Super Sentai than there are Kamen Rider. Anyways, uh, so we are going to watch this episode of... Uh, Saber. So how many new forms do you think? Eight, nine new forms in this episode? <laughs> really all I'm expecting for this episode. Um, obviously, they're going through they because they're going to figure out how to get to Avalon. They're going to go through Avalon. I feel like it's going to end once they're there and anything important happens. I think the episode will be in Avalon the entire thing. Yeah. Well, you think right from the start they're going to go through the gate and then they're going to well, be there I, the whole 30 like, minutes? I think at the end of the last episode he figured out how to get there. Right. Yeah. I just I wonder how much time is going to be spent on... Uh, Rintaro's backstory and how much so time we'll probably go back and forth on. a lot. So um, I mean, we're gonna get a little bit of of Zeus returning, Zoo returning. I'm gonna say, I'm not gonna say Zeus. I'm gonna I'm gonna say right here on record, unless we call Legend Linjando or whatever the hell his name is, and Story whatever his fake English name is, there's no reason to say Zeus when we know it means Zoo, uh, yeah. right? Like we know it was intended to be Zoo. So Zoo Legend and Story. Let's just keep it consistent because <laughs> saying Legend Story and then fake it's, english it's kind of like how we do uh i mean eh, whatever it's just names yeah we'll, we'll, so like, anyways zoo when zoo returns i mean there's going to be a little bit of that it's probably not going to be long but uh, so far he's not reconnected with his group so what i'm thinking is there'll probably be three things going on mm-hmm. there'll be uh toma and kento mm. are going to go to avalon yeah because i think what it is is that to open a door to avalon you need a sword to do it right and Toma doesn't have a sword. He does not have a sword. So the two of them will go because Rintaro is going to be off in his like hyperbolic time chamber. Yeah, he's going to have his training thing. And then whoever is going to be the extra writers for this episode will probably be fighting a monster of some sort. Right. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I'm also starting to get the feeling that Caliber is like a secondary evil who's not actually connected to the other three. Just because the way that he was interacting with Story on the last episode, it's like... Like, I think they just have the same... They have allied goals in some ways, but otherwise... Because Caliber wants to gather all the books in, but the other three want to make new books. Yeah. Yeah, see, because at first it was like, you're thinking Caliber also wants new books, but now it's like... He he's wants just the other books around. and the sword. Yeah. No, we're not sure what We he's. know he wants the swords, and he wants the wonder books. Yeah. But it's like, is he trying to... But the like, others don't care about the Wonder Books. They want to make new books. I wonder if he's like they wanting it all to become strong enough to make his own reality, but different from the reality that the other three want. Because his wife is dead. It's got to be that, right? Right. <laughs> Isn't it always like dead mom, dead wife? 
and then you got to just rewrite reality. Dead child. But his child's not dead in this case, unless Kanto has a brother or sister who's dead. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what if that's a little girl? No, I feel like that's maybe. Toma's like I was trying to talk myself friend. out of it, but now I'm talking myself back into it. <laughs> Toma's best friend and Kanto's sister or something? Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, yeah. It's possible. And then dead daughter could be just enough to twist. But she's dead because of Caliber's thing. That's exactly why he would turn evil, right? No, he was evil before then because oh, of, okay, yeah. that was that was the that like she died during his rebellion. Okay, yeah, I thought, yeah, I could have. I mean, he, if she's dead, she disappeared. Because I was wondering if he had turned evil because of all of that stuff going on. Something happens. No, he was fighting, and then he turned coats. He was he was fighting who is obviously Toma's dad, right? During that whole thing, while Toma was like holding on to her. Gotcha. That's right. Yeah, flashback. I'm remembering now. It's all coming back to me. So I don't think we're she... back on topic. So they might just go the whole thing that it's it's uh, Toma's sister mm-hmm. or it's just like another girl. See, I'm wondering if it's like one of those things where unanimously they made a decision to do something risky and then Caliber's like, I don't want that. And then something bad happens as a result of what he was worried about because he was stopping them from doing what they want to do. We're always trying to like make the bad guys good guys. Well, but, uh, I mean, I think in this case, it's pretty obvious they're going to try to give him some sort of redeeming quality. Yeah, because of who he is. But um, that's if it's a se- like I said, if it's a the, separate. Uh, the evil. other hard part is that we're all is like because of how much other Asian media we've both seen. <laughs> we I want you to realize something that romance is incredibly rare in comedy. Uh huh. Yeah. It's like we well we've had that discussion before. Yeah, but even like whereas the, in the other... will they won't they type thing happens very uh like infrequently. Uh huh. I mean. If we're lucky, it's one couple per series. Right. If we're lucky. Well, I mean, I would rather it not be like every every single male or female has to pair up by the end well, of it. Well, that's the thing. It's like at, because we've been conditioned by every, every other, other bit of Japanese not, media. Yeah. And like American media. And immediate, yeah. Yeah. We're, we're just like, okay, so who's Thomas love interest? Yeah. And it's like maybe he doesn't have one. Yeah. Can, can't we just be people? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, that's true. I mean – I feel like sometimes I'm always like in the back subplotting that being like, not that I'm shipping. I'm just like, is it, you know, it's going to happen. So is it, but it's kind of, it's, it's just like, for kids. It's not necessarily <laughs> like, like we're watching uh double. Uh huh. And you, and you're just like, so is what is Akiko going to like, are yeah, they going to be like friends or like, like Shutaro, get Philip, together? which one are they? It's like neither. They're like family. They're like yeah. brothers and sisters. So get that out of your head. <laughs> yeah. What are you talking about? How dare you? <laughs> And it's just like, and you don't see that, like, in Zero One, they have chemistry, but they don't have romantic chemistry. Yeah, plus, I mean, are they compatible? I mean, yeah. that's really the Nobody question. cares about that. I feel like everyone's asking that question in the background. Like. <laughs> nobody nobody cares about, like, even if they're, like, the same species. Who I cares that, about that? I think that's actually the subplot of every AI movie. It's just whether or not they're actually discussing it. <laughs> yeah. But can we do stuff to it? Like, <laughs> yeah. That's so awful. it's like, awful. and then of course in the in the classic ones, and like, um, there's no romantics. I mean, there's like the crush that Nana has, but there's like no romantics uh-huh. going on, right? With uh, uh, Sakyo. actually, you know, um, I mean, if anything, Kuga's got more, but it's also more, uh, got a more dramery, as you would say. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because we've got the one one girl that likes Ichijo, and then we have, um, yeah, there's no like romance there's crushes yeah there's crushing there's a lot of crushing going there's on. there's a lot of crushing going on but there's no like you're not wondering who godai is gonna hook up with right yeah actually i've never asked that question yeah to myself just... it's like he, he he's almost like not even a human being he's almost like a just like a force of nature it's like um he exists like, like they portray him as like um i think you know the term ace 
Mm. Like asexual. Oh, okay. Yeah. Someone who just isn't interested in it at all. Right. And so that's the term ace is like instead of like being, uh, it's like instead of being uh, like straight or bi right. or like omni or whatever, it's ace is what they, the term they use. I think is, when we first started Kuga, I might have, have brought it up, but that's before you actually learn who he is. And then after you do, it's like, yeah, I don't really see him hooking up with anything. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's almost like he acts like a little kid too. So you're like, yeah. It'd be kind of weird to think of him in a romantic relationship. Like, Yeah. And so, like, he just one day, like, just he he starts dating a girl and he just, like, throws him his jacket, like, hold on to this for me, and then leaves for three days. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so yeah, we got to, like, Come it's, to find it's, out. it's hard to, like, He's break that. Master Marvel player or something stupid. Um, Because even, even, uh, in, there is way more of that mm-hmm. in Sentai. There's, right. like, way more of them, like, like dating and hooking up yeah, and something yeah. that like uh, usually like the last three episodes the female character will hook up with somebody right but um but like there's but it's funny because there's like common uh super sentai is like supposed to be aimed at younger mm-hmm. but they have that more often <laughs> yeah so i i suppose the only reason i want to bring it up here as a possibility is because usually some of the bigger sources of betrayal right yeah. like if somebody's going to turn because they are betrayed so assuming that there was some sort of betrayal that made him evil, and that's why you can reconnect to him as a good guy when you find out why he's evil. Yeah, I'm thinking his wife died. Yeah, so we, what are our choices, right? It's like wife died, daughter died, son died. It's usually death. Yeah. Or It'd be great if he was left to die. How great it would be is just like, I just really wanted power. Yeah, yeah. so that's just it, yeah. Um, it's usually, if that's the case, like the quest for power, it's a corrupted form of wanting to save everybody. Yeah. Along the way, you lose the original goal because it becomes, well, I don't care if everyone dies if it means I can bring them back to life. I think I might have mentioned this, but uh, Doctor Doom. Mm-hmm. So the reason why Doctor Doom wants to take over the world First off, he believes he's the actual best person for it. Mm. And the reason why he believes that, because at one point he viewed all the possible futures of reality and he found out that him ruling the world is literally the best one. <laughs> yeah, so he just knows. So in his mind, he is the hero. Yeah, and everyone's and to, stopping to, him. to get to that end, it's like, whatever, and you got to do whatever you got to do. Yeah, So th- and that's just it. The corrupted hero yeah. in storytelling, it's going to be, it's one of those situations where you stop caring about who you kill if you think that you can bring them back, especially with this sort of story where you can rewrite reality on a whim. Yeah. As if, you know, because that's what this is. Yeah. Just get the book, and then there you go. It doesn't matter who you kill. You can bring them all back. Yeah, and you can make them forget that, and now you can get rid of their negative emotions and all this weird stuff that stops being human. And then, you know, like I said, you didn't start off that way, but over time. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting. I mean, obviously none of that matters until it happens, if yeah, it does or it could or be won't. anything. Anyways, uh, so yeah. I think regardless of how Caliber's story goes, whether he's pure evil or not, I'll probably like it. Yeah, they, they do pretty well. Yeah, so I'm expecting that. I'm expecting Rintaro's training, expecting a little bit of the other three here and there. And uh, I don't have any opinions on forms on this. It's kind of hard to say. Well, Rintaro will get his Pegasus book. Right. Well, I mean, we know that. Will we get to see it this episode? Maybe. And probably something about uh, a sword. Yeah, there's a sword involved. Of a king. The, the king's sword, <laughs> yeah. if you wear the The X. The X. <laughs> Not, yeah, the X out of Excalibur. Yeah, X. Because there's already Caliber, X, Excalibur. Yeah. Oh, no, I, <laughs> I don't know how I feel if that happened, but let's go find out, man. Yep. So we have kept us hostage too long. <laughs> We're going to go watch that. <laughs> And we are back. Just funny because, like, if said something like 
I don't know if what we were talking about before is just like throw it out of the window because now they're they're like have romance things, but it's or it's just like part of the episode, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean it's at the very least a hint of crushing it doesn't necessarily mean there's going to be a yeah. thing there, but yeah, it was funny we were talking about that. <laughs> yeah, we were just talking about and like well, a lot of things happened in this episode. Um, before you get started, okay, I want to preface something because I have some criticisms about this episode. However, I really like the episode. Okay, so the, the episode's really really good. Um, I think really the reason why it's easier to think, point out things that I'm criticizing about it rather than things I like is because everything else I like, right? So it's like we were, we're, t- we're going to be talking about the whole episode and then there's just some things that I don't like as much. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And mostly the criticisms come from wanting more. Yeah. Not that I thought it was stupid, right? I, I think probably I understand what you're talking I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I just want to start because there's going to be a few times where I'm going to criticize. I don't want it to sound extremely negative because it's coming from a place of I like everything else. Like everything I don't mention. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Specifically, I like. Being which tassel. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, it's he, actually like, I don't mind. You know, it, it was one of those things where he, he was off putting it first to me. And I, I don't know if I actually was able to articulate why it was uh, when I found out that he's like, oh, OK. The, the thing is that I guess there's a difference for me between purposely making somebody weird, uh, like thinking, OK, I want this weird guy and this is how he's going to be for telling these children's stories. Right. Versus. We want a goofy storyteller, and then they bring in a guy who does, yeah. uh, you know, uh, French drag or whatever. <laughs> Knowing that, it's like, okay, so basically, it's like a combination of things. It wasn't specifically for children. We didn't create this character. Right. We, we, we created, uh, we, we had this guy play this character. Right. And it's not that I even have an issue with uh, somebody who does French drag telling children's stories. It's just that thinking of that when you come up with the idea of the storyteller, I feel is the thing that was putting me off. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, it's almost like uh, they didn't create a gr- uh, derogatory character. No. Yeah. There's, there's they really actually. They chose a guy and they're like, be, be what you are. Yeah. There's nothing really like, That being wrong. said, I've never seen like his shows or anything like that. I've yeah. just seen pictures of his shows. Uh, I've just seen pictures of him like in his costume for when he's doing shows and stuff. Right. Uh, which speaks to like Tassel being his character. Yeah. And so, and I guess even though it's kind of weird, it's just like one of those things where when I didn't know his background, I thought he was weird. Then I find out he does French drag. And I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, go ahead and tell the children's story now. Yeah. I mean, I would never hire somebody that does French drag to tell children's stories, though. I just feel like that's kind of a weird thing. That's a weird place for your that mind being to said, go. he's not dressed and drag and no. the ch- character no not at all I, like, like i said there's really nothing wrong with the character besides yeah. it at first being like oh, this is very Off-putting. weird yeah i was like i was not expecting that when we started watching this uh, especially because it's so different than the way that yeah any of the other stories are done it's very different yeah. yes um compare yeah there's like y- y- oh, there's almost no narration besides 71 and that's like very typical anime or uh, narration very for 70 shows yeah very very typical whereas this is uh atypical is like the opposite of typical (laughs) yeah where there's actually a character who is the narrator yeah um and like i said this has been this has been done before in kaku ranger they had the narrator Mm. who would also explain things as they went on because it was the very lore centered thing i'd almost think i mean it would take even more out of the story time which is probably why they don't do it but if and they kind of work it into the actual toys. But whenever a new book came out, mm-hmm. if like Tassel came back really quick and told you like the quick elevator pitch of the book. Right. 
but the books do that themselves. Yeah. When you open them. For the sake of the book, yeah. <laughs> when you open them and you wait like 45 minutes yeah. for the book to like recount the entire so story. So true. <laughs> it's like every time they open them, it's like a very short synopsis, but it feels like every time they open the book, you just get the wishbone version of the story. Right. <laughs> so I, I will point out one thing before we move on from Tassel. Uh, he's still wearing his, his orange bat socks for Halloween, but not only is he Omni present he can also fly like mary poppins yeah he's got so he is this whole narration he's flying around with his umbrella out yeah or parasol actually it's and is it i don't know i think it's a parasol and did you see that he has a nest on his shoulder a nest bird's nest on his shoulder did he always have it this is the first time i've ever seen it it's like a little twig and there's a bird's nest with an egg in it on his shoulder (laughs) okay now here's the thing there's so much going on with his costume (laughs) That, like, I'm going to probably laugh my ass off if we go back to episode one and it's there the whole time. Yeah, because I never saw it till this time. I the, Here's the thing. I still don't know what you're talking about. I can't place it. I It's like, wait, there's a nest? Now I have to go look. Is yeah, it, it's literally like a bird's nest on are, his shoulder. Are they trying to be like witty with an Easter egg sort of thing? Like, I have no idea. Here's, because a, here's a little egg. Because it's like egg he's, got the, uh, he's got his like shoulder pads because he's wearing like a... Uh, a funky military vest type yeah thing. like a, yeah. a napoleonic military like, oh, I, I would almost say it's kind of like the, the like a ringleader for a circus almost. oh yeah something actually, that is a really good it's like a ringleader thing yeah but it's it's like uh the pauldrons or whatever the shoulder pads are like very flat and yeah. there's literally like a twig coming and out a nest on it. and a and a full-on like thatch bird nest with a egg in it on his shoulder <laughs> Okay, I feel like we're gonna have to exper- We're gonna have to research. He's just this like now. he's just started. He's training this bird early <laughs> <laughs> to sit on his shoulder. Just so we know, the egg hatching is the most important part of the series. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> I just saw it. And I was just born. like, I couldn't. Every every time, both times he popped up, I'm like, oh, okay, so that's a bird's nest. It's a bird's nest. Thing. Yeah, I didn't notice it. <laughs> I mean, it's possible that it's been there the whole time because he was like in a CGI. He was like in a green screen CGI. This thing, right? Yeah. And so that might have he might have had it the entire time. And, this and we're just like, now noticing it. I just noticed it now because he has a different background. Right. Right. He's not in the house. Yeah, the house with all the stuff in the background. That's not the, the same backdrop that we get for the opening. And yeah, uh, every time the Wonder Books open and they're just admiring the view. Yeah. Uh, oh, so now that we've given yeah. Hassel his seven minute uh, spot on the podcast, uh, the episode starts. <laughs> exactly where the last episode ended. Yeah. It, it kind of even redoes the last couple seconds. Well, because the last couple seconds was the end credit scene. So uh-huh. just in case somebody didn't see that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's a good point because it's the scene where Rintaro picks Comes up Pegasus back. and he picks up Pegasus and they're ignores like ignores them talking to him and he's just like, goes Dude, on the what happened? Because he's all beat up and he just walks into and they've said it several times now. So it's liberation. Yeah, liberation. But they say it with like a French accent. Yeah, whatever. but a, like, the hyperbolic time chamber. Yeah, because he goes in there and he's like liberation and then yeah, Toma uh, asks the question. Yeah. Uh, what you know, and Sophia and uh, Daishin, she like explained that it's like it's a place where time is diluted, but it uh, like accelerated, but it uh, it wears on your body. Yeah, and uh, it's very dangerous. You could die in there. So I love this line because Daishin, she says, worst case scenario, you can endanger your life. That's the worst case for everything. Yeah. I'm going to dinner. Worst case scenario, dangers your life. I'm right. Like, oh, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to go to the store. Worst case scenario, dangers your life. Yeah. You know, well, I'm I mean, going to read a book. Like, worst case scenario, dangers your life. I'm like, every the worst case scenario for every. It's not like. Yeah. It's I not, mean, it, not, the best way I, that I have to put it is your the possibility of you getting attacked by a monkey is it's low, but it's never zero. I mean. <laughs> 
Did, did I tell you I went to the monkey temple in Nepal? You did not. So I went to the... Did uh, you get attacked by a monkey? No, but I saw a monkey mug a girl in front of me. <laughs> straight up mug her. Like run up <laughs> and just like ripped her bag of like her souvenirs straight out of her hand and ran off. <laughs> I'm just like... It's <laughs> like what would this happen? Dude, they were everywhere. It's the Monkey Temple in Nepal. Um, it's the same place that was in um, I was in Kathmandu, and it's um, same place that was in um, uh, Doctor Strange. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, but yeah, it was just like it's straight up just this monkey. They're just everywhere. This monkey just straight up mugged this girl <laughs> in front of me. This other tourist, and it was just like, whoa. Did she ever get her stuff back? No, he just <laughs> took it and ran. <laughs> But, like, not even, like, oh, just reached in and grabs up. It just, like, ripped it out of her hands. Wow. And just to be like, the monkeys are just like, mine now. Uh, uh, anyway, so, yeah, possibility of getting attacked by a monkey. Anyways. <laughs> so, But, yeah, you could die literally doing anything. Yeah, so, but I just love that. Or nothing. Like, worst case scenario. It's like, no, the best case, if, if, if it's something like a best case scenario, you're only risking your life. That's when it's, like, serious yeah, business. Yeah, the, the Lonely Islands YOLO. Yeah. Just watch the music video. You'll get the idea. Yeah. Um, so then they're like, well, okay, well, he's doing his thing. Let's, uh, <laughs> right. Well, uh, Toma's like, okay, well, I gotta, I gotta go, go to, to Avalon. Av- I gotta yeah. get to Avalon then, uh, because it's like serious business going on. Yeah. And then we get the, the full explanation. I mean, we've pieced it together. Um, but most of these characters have not, yeah. uh, a, like any idea of what's Daishinji going was on, the only so. one with him this whole time. Right. So he's explaining the whole thing where he's like, he's like, yes, the answers were in the books the whole time, which is like the overarching story of this, uh, like a theme in this story is that like, you can find the answers in books. Right. Yeah. Which it, is, which is a good, uh, uh, thing to teach kids. Like the answers are out there. You have to go look and find them. Right. Yeah. You know, uh, and, it's, it, and, and also like the, the whole theme about they're not books aren't going to restrict your if you can get into if you can get the book it's not going to keep the knowledge from you yeah it's it's uh, got no opinion on you know right or wrong or yeah. good or evil or anything like that whoever reads it and wants the, to derive something from it will yeah um so there's a couple things about this scene that i want to comment on uh sophia's on the ground level yeah she's actually around the table as he's explaining it so yeah. this is a, i think this is the first time that she's come down from her uh, yeah, from pedestal at the, uh, the top, top of layer. the stairs yeah, yeah. um probably the longest time she's been on screen too <laughs> uh, basically the entire time he's explaining this everyone's listening uh i can't remember his name but kenzen the the ninja <laughs> yeah i forgot his name yeah. yeah his actual name i remember it being something simple ren maybe it is ren yes. okay yeah ren so he's sitting there he's like bouncing around and it's like way too excited for the 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 information that's being given yeah it's like you shouldn't be happy and like bouncing around like oh wow but that's is- the thing that's his character he's always <laughs> yeah. happy about that yeah it's just interesting he's happy he'd probably act like that at a funeral yeah and the <laughs> only thing that i mean besides the basic plot of why there's a gateway to avalon the thing that was interesting is that there's three different books that he got the information from and they all call the gateway something different yeah and it's then like he- the world rift the uh I can't remember the other two, but basically he's like he puts together these various descriptions and he's like it's an alternate dimension. This yeah. is like it's 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 a gate of time, uh something like that. Yeah, it's like and so he puts it together that this is an alternate dimension is where um Avalon is located in an alternate dimension. So yeah. it's outside of time, it's outside of space, it's not like connected to everything, which is why nobody's found it yet. Yeah. And uh unless like that's where King Arthur was taken because that's the legend of King Arthur. Right. King Ar- when King Arthur was dying, they took him to Avalon. Mhm. Uh, the thing I want to point out of this thing, and they is, totally name drop King Arthur too. Yeah, they named drop Arthur and Avalon, and um, is that there's the, like the dynamic recapping. Yes, is that they're they're showing the words that he's uh, the keywords basically are just flying in like space as they're going around. Yeah. Assuming now the funny thing is like because this is a kids show, 
everything has furigana, <laughs> which kind of like takes away a little bit from it. A little bit because it's like a you know an esoteric story. Yeah, and, and there's all these like it. kanji and all this stuff, and then furigana at the top. Yeah, for like I mean, even like king, like the most basics of like king and monogatari, uh-huh. like the most basic of like. For even like first grade kanji, yeah, it's like still has the furigana above it because it's like it's a kid's show. We put furigana above right. everything. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like uh, even though like Shonen Jump is meant for like nine to fourteen year olds or whatever, right? They still put uh, they put furigana on all of it, mm-hmm. which makes it really good for like learn. Yeah, but for learning. Uh, but it just like it kind of like felt weird <laughs> seeing it because I'm like, oh yeah, that's just furigana above it. <laughs> for those of you who don't know, furigana is the pronunciation guide. For kanji, because uh-huh. ka- various kanji can have uh, are the same image but have different readings, mm-hmm. and so they put furigana above it, which is the one uh, of the alphabets, which is the syllabi, yeah, uh, the basic syllabi of Japanese, so that you can actually pronounce it. And if there is furigana, you could read a thing, you could read a whole uh, word and not even know what you're saying. <laughs> so, uh, but like Korean, you could read all like. If you know how to read Korean, you can speak it without knowing what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> how many words that have, like, for example, in our work as car dealers, Paigao. Yeah. People, like, every time somebody will, you know, mouth off and say what the game actually means. And it actually means something like make nine, something like that. It's, it, yeah, it's like it's, Cantonese for uh, find nine because it's based on a domino game. So it has nothing to do with Paigao poker. I think it means... A nine uh, piece? Something. Yes, my point is it's very loosely translated to something, and it's always wrong whenever the guests say yeah. what it is. <laughs> uh, and I think that has something to do with, because um, if it's based off of like this, if they use the same tiles as like, uh, they use it because like. Nine, yeah, I believe it's not like dominoes the way we have it. It's, yeah. It's, um, if they use the same tiles as like um, mahjong tile, mm-hmm. uh, nine is the highest. Highly likely that they use mahjong tiles. So yeah. in the suits, uh, it's one through nine is the suits. Right. And then there's the honor tile. But uh, yeah, so it has people are always like saying it means this, it means that. I'm like, dude, it means no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, no, it's just, just it's pie gal poker. I, yeah, I think the, not, I tell them that it's nine high is the lowest hand you can get. Yeah. That basically makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Just anyways. So, uh, so back to the scene, they, they, um, they discuss it. Um, I know like Ren is like, okay, then let's go. And, and Kento basically cuts him off because I remember um, I think Toma name drops Caliber or something like that. And Kento's like, no, this is for me to do. Like, I have to handle Well, this. he says that he's got um, he, he figured out the way to do it is based off of these 13 stories. Yes. And the sword forms. Yes. Which is like you could pick that together from just what he was sh- what he showed before. Basically, right. it's like these 13 forms, uh, these 13 stories tell you which sword forms to use to open the gate. Yeah. And um, he's I guess he said something about like. Uh, probably Caliber will also be heading there. I don't know how he knows that. Well, um, I think he puts it together because of the two dragons. It's something about the, the two dragons. The rift that it was formed because um, Cause it's, it's, he's it's, trying to figure out why Caliber wants his uh, book. book. And it's because the two dragons like uh, open the gateway to Avalon or whatever. Yeah. Um, but he like he speaks as if he knows Caliber's on his way there right now. You know, there, there was one of the criticisms for this episode is uh, Toma's meta-knowledge of what's going on in the story. Yeah. Like, we have the knowledge because we're paying attention to everything Well, like, that's they know on. he's going there and he wants to go there, but he's acting like he knows that he's going there right now or he, that he has uh, a way to get there? Right, yeah, because in if he had a way to go there, he would already go there. As far as Toma knows, there's nothing there. Uh, I mean, there's nothing keeping him from going if he doesn't need them, right? Like, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> so basically he's like, well, 
he'll want to go there too. Yeah. And so Kenta's like, well, if he's if there's a possibility he's going to be there, I'm going to go. Yeah. But he basically shuts down Ren from going. Yeah. With for no other reason than it's my responsibility. It's my duty. Like if he would have said, I mean, uh, you here to protect the world, which is and, what happens. And that's what, yeah, that's what you <laughs> should have said, but then it's never said. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, no, it's for me to do. It's, it's for like, me to that's do. Such and a shitty reason <laughs> for me to do. And uh, uh, only one other person can go. Yeah. <laughs> only Toma, who has absolutely no ability to defend himself once he's there. Yeah. I mean, in the reality of the situation is once he's uncovered how to get there. There's no reason for him to be part of the the adventure. Like, yeah, I mean, if if they knew Calibur was going, it would make sense for someone to go with him. I mean, it makes sense for someone to go with him because he can't defend himself. Right. Uh. Well, that's what I mean. Is that like, why does he have to go? Oh wait, yeah. he needs to go in to get rid of the shackle, right? I think yeah. that's said by um Daishinji. Yeah, Toma has to go to. Yeah, Avalon I forgot to... that he specifically has to go to. Avalon. Yeah. Okay, that's my bad. But but the, the fact that it's like only one person has to go if they know it's dangerous, <laughs> and then Ren can't go. Yeah. <laughs> Like if he was be like Ren, I need you're strong. I need you to be here to protect people just in case things happen. Yeah, while we're weak, uh, that would make sense because that's actually what happens in the story, right? Yeah, but that's not what he said. No, he's just like, no, it's my duty. The reasonings are off. Yeah, totally um, off. and it could have just been like some lines were cut because for time or whatever. Right. So then it goes to uh, Caliber. Yeah, it goes Caliber, and he's got some pop up book in his hand that's all dark. It was the book that was given to him by Story. Okay, yeah. And then he flips it open and starts reading from it. And if we didn't have subtitles, this would all be gibberish. Like, first off, if we if we spoke fluent Japanese, it would be gibberish, even though it's not. Yeah. The reason why is because it's a backward sentence. Yes, it's a backward sentence. So if this show, if it had been in English, mm-hmm. we would have had no idea what he was saying. We would have been able to tell. That he was that speaking kind of English. He but. was speaking reverse English. Because you can, you can understand when someone's speaking reverse English. Yeah. But um, it's such a long sentence with words that we don't normally use. I have the sentence written down here. Yeah. Um, but it's like, we were kind of like, the subtitles kind of gave it away. Yeah, the subtitles, I, it's, 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 it's a lot like watching it, watching the Rogi subtitles. Yeah. But, and so, you know, I'm not like complaining, but it's just like, it was just funny. Do you want me to read the sentence? Go ahead. Okay, I didn't know if we should, because it pops up twice. Yeah. Uh, I didn't want to, at first I didn't write it down because I was thinking maybe there'd be more to it and I'd end up having to write a whole paragraph. Mm-hmm. But it, it, he, it's basically a chant. Yeah. Is the way he's, it, the scene seems to be, like he's chanting to get through and make his own riff. Mm-hmm. Um. So the t- what it says is the 13 stories knock on the forbidden door as they call upon me. Now, the thing is, is interesting is it's slightly different mm-hmm. than what they say to get in. Mm-hmm. They say the 13 stories. They say something about like uh, about them opening the door. Yes. And ca- uh, uh, Caliber's talking about it calling to him. Yeah. So it's like a uh, different different topic almost. It's like who's the object of the verb? Yeah. They're calling, he is being called. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which could, like, do a whole thing about, like, uh, how he believes he's in the right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the, the thing about this, though, is if he could have gone to Avalon at any point, he would have, right? So the only reason he's going now and not before is because he wants Toma to go also. Mm-hmm. That's that's what I've gotten from this, because otherwise, you know, if you've always had this ability to do it. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is, like, this... And like some other things in this, this is more like because we've been watching it, we're like, oh, Caliber's the big bad guy. But this is like story setting everybody uh-huh. up. For sure. Because Story is the one who sealed Toma. Yeah, last and episode. And told him that he had a, and knew that he would have to go to Avalon. At the same time, mm-hmm. he gives up Caliber the book he needs to get to Avalon, which he's had the whole time. Yeah. And then. And there's like another thing that happens this episode. That, yeah, it's like he's setting things up mm-hmm. that like we've been led to believe that like. 
Caliber is the big bad, but he is kind of like a side bad. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um. So it, 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 basically between the two scenes, we see him getting, you know, him doing the backwards chanting and we see Kento performing uh, the kata, the 13 sword strikes while um, the With books... a nice, uh, he just walk, takes a step and turns into uh, no... Yeah, nice, no transformation. No transformation sequence. He's uh, just, here he is in suit. Yeah. Um. And then, yeah, so then the 13 books, I forgot to look to see, because I know one of them is a lion. Mm-hmm. And so I was wondering if they're all 13, if they're 13 books that like we know. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a trying. I was also looking and being, you know, kind of. I I didn't like take the time to like pause it. Away. Yeah, we didn't pause it, but um, it looked like the ones we've seen. I'm trying to count them up in my head because it's like what we have the pigs, we have the. If you count everyone's main book and then the extras, there may be thirteen. Yeah, but I mean, there's also we haven't seen all of them because I think Pegasus was one of them. Yeah, and that's kind of what was weird for me is that they weren't but, all but present. I but I think there's no dragon there, which is one of the things that like. The two dragons are like the secondary part. Yeah, yeah. So I don't think they're on there because it's like it's an odd number. It's thirteen. Yeah. So I just the, the I guess the only thing that's really confusing for me is that if you don't have all thirteen stories, how can you summon them to do the little thingy? You know what I'm talking about? Like a little yeah. circle. Well, the thing is, we have no slashes. idea how many books they have in that library. Right. How many they use? Because it's like yeah, there could be. Plenty. I mean, we didn't know the Pegasus was there until until uh, he just pulls it out. Yeah, yeah it was just, just there. It out. There it is. And it's like we have access. It's just we may not knew, they may not. Uh, be something that we're good with individually or they might not be strong enough yeah. to use it yeah so there's no telling about it but anyways so uh or they could be getting worked on by Dai shinji the whole time yeah you know like calibrated or what so they you. open the door and they jump through at the same time that um caliber jumps through his door yes and then we get the op- then we get the opening which uh we forgot to mention this but uh we hated the song but now we're kind of it's growing on us yeah and we wish it wasn't yeah the first couple episodes are like oh, wow can we please just skip forward? we don't want to skip forward because new stuff will show up and then we'll miss it yeah it's like oh that's a stupid ending ending and then you're like and now we're like, tapping our feet and it's like oh. <laughs> yeah damn it got me uh and then it comes back and uh kento it gets and totally groovy are having it i literally wrote acid trip i wrote acid, acid trip also because i'm just like oh man uh, the light over there this would be a high five if we weren't like a completely across the table there'd yeah. be a high five going on because <laughs> it's just like yeah they're just totally tripping yeah going, i mean like reality is warping and they're, it's a they're, bunch they're of going through the gate the the reality in between realities right um in uh in DC comic, it's called uh, the bleed, no. which is the uh, the space in between realities. Mm. Um, in uh, in uh, Doctor Who, it's called the void, just like the space in between spaces. Yeah. Um, which is basically just them like putting a psychedelic filter on things <laughs> and them acting like they're they're seriously drunk. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much <laughs> and, exactly. And they're like, let's go to the light, yeah. and then you see that Caliber is also in that that space. Don't you know you're not supposed to go towards the light? Yeah. <laughs> So um, it, we get a scene with the uh, the trio of baddies. Mm-hmm. They're in the room. Uh, Zoo has not transformed back. Like he's, he's still in the his... actor's not in the whole show. Yeah. So um, but all three of them are there. Basically, story says that now that Caliber's gone, we should accelerate the invasion. Mm-hmm. So this is interesting because it's like well, it, before one of the criticisms, right, is like why aren't they just attacking these people on spot? Like why aren't they just coming down and doing you know throwing hail marys and just destroying the world and so it might be that caliber is like keeping him check yeah he's caliber was do the things him in check. because he wants to draw out the swordsman yeah but he's not like i don't want to but it doesn't seem like caliber's like i just want to blow up the world yeah so if, the, if there was any question before about whether or not they're not they had the, their own interests yeah now it's like they definitely did 
And Zoo's like, okay, well, let me do this. And he's like, and Story, who seems to be the boss. Yeah, see, now we get some hierarchy going on because he's like, no, I'm going to give the privilege. I'm going to let Legend do this. Let Legend handle it. And and one thing I do want to say is that um, when Zoo was saying that I'm going to be the one that handles this, he slaps the table real hard. If you're you're looking at Legend while he does that, I only noticed this the second time I watched it, by the way, um, like you can see his face. Like, like Twitch, get angry, and then he's like grinding his teeth, like because <laughs> you know they they obviously do not like each other. Yeah, and then I, I like the way that the actor uh, portrayed it with his sort of like micro micro facial movements. Yeah. Like, so um, Legend grabs a book off the table, opens it up, and it is Medusa. Oh, because another thing that Story says too, I forgot to mention, is um, it's not just that he wants to give him the privilege. He also says, uh, now it's time for you to prove the strength of your conviction, as in. I, I, that's, I don't even know how to put this to words, but it's almost like you haven't proved to me that you're on our side or you haven't proved to me that you're worth being here or something. Or you're like fully into, involved or whatever. Yeah, like you're actually serious about well, this. Well, the thing is, is like he did the first one. Yeah. But that was the only one he's done. Yeah. Yeah, it's, he did it, the, the golem and um, he brought the golem back at one point. That's it. Well, the, no, because the, they say that the golem, it, like once once they're complete, they can just come back whenever they want. Right. So I don't think he brought back the golem. I think the golem just came back. Right. Yeah, that's true. I don't know if that's how they, they never showed it. They just had a, they just wanted another monster in that story yeah. for Buster to kill. Yeah, we haven't gotten a full explanation yet. Uh, that's the uh, understanding, I suppose. I think just. The actual reason is they wanted to blow up a monster, but they didn't want to create a whole new costume just for that one scene. Right. So they just had him come back. Um, so then it cuts to... Oh, well, he, he flips open his book and, and summons Medusa. I yeah, think that, I cut you off as you were oh, saying yeah, that. Oh, yeah, Medusa comes out. Yeah. Um, so uh, it goes to May coming into the shop, mm-hmm. and she's like, I'm here for the manuscript, and nobody's there. <laughs> and she's like, uh, today's the due date. And then she sees he's actually written it. Yeah, he's got the manuscript waiting for. He's like, I'm, I'm done. He's just a cool guy. I, I think he's a guy who has like the next like four or five right. books like in his head. He's actually, he's not, he's just not told May. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I just have him. I just do it. They're in his back pocket, rainy day. No, I think he has it all in his head. He just hasn't written it out yet. Yeah. Because he said, that's what he says. Because yeah, the first time we saw him writing the manuscript is like, he even, he like taps on his head. It's got it it's all here. all up here. I got the entire thing lined out. It's all up here. It's just putting it to paper. So he puts it to paper and she's like, sweet. So she goes to like grab it and she's like, I can go hang out with my friends. So, um, and then she gets a, <laughs> well, no, what she does is she grabs, she's going, she's going to like call the publishing company uh-huh. and tell them that we got the manuscript. And she looks at the phone and that reminds her of checking Insta, Instagram, yeah, Instagram. with uh, Rintaro. So that looking at the phone mm-hmm. reminds her of like the last time she was looking at her phone was with Rintaro. Yeah. And then she gets into this, will he be all right? Sort of melancholy. Because and- uh, he, he just got like, he just got seriously worked, <laughs> ranged and v- rare, uh, like ranged and rare. He just uh, screamed in rage yeah. and then like disappeared on her. Yeah. Because I'm like, I would probably be a little bit worried about it yeah. too. I, I guess the thing is, I know she's comedy relief, right? And her actions are, are purposely goofy. But dang, does she have a mental, like some sort of, not a disability, but like uh, some psych- sort of psychosis from going back and forth between, I'm like totally goofy and doing goofy stuff to being like, oh wow, I'm super melancholy right now. And then just immediately right back to it with this sort of like, oh well, nah. Uh, yeah, well, it's like um, it's like she's just now remembering for the first time. Oh yeah, that guy did totally get his ass beat, and yeah. almost he could have died at any point, and I could have died at any point, and that was only a couple she hours. She swings ago. really quickly back and forth between her emotions, but I think that's just like that's her. That's the the personality of like she's um she's very one track. Yeah, but the thing is, this but is, she's able this to is top not those like dra- tracks it, very quickly. I'm pretty sure this isn't a new day because Tom is in the same clothes. 
Um, it's like it's picking up right where it left off. Well, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, it's the same. Day, so this but it's is like basically she she saw Rintaro get beat, and then in a very happy mood goes to look for the manuscript. Like that's her first concern. Well, it's like she's she's changed. It's like a um. So it's been hours. I I, I realize <laughs> it's part of the uh sort of the. The way that the show is set up, it's not about the character. It's about the show, right? That's yeah. what it is. Yeah. And it's a, a lot of the flaws that I can pick apart if I were to try. It's all coming down to we have a 30-minute time slot, and this is for kids. So just <laughs> stop. We got we got to keep going. Stop. Yeah. We don't have time for this. Um, But the thing is, is she was looking for the manuscript, I think, was it last episode or the episode before? Yeah. And yeah. so it's like yeah, it's just she still like, has um, a job. It's the pressing matters, pressing concerns. You know the world is going to end or has the potential of ending. Um, the little stuff like that should not be your first priority but then she also knows that's all she can do right but if this was a story or say even a manga i guarantee you any scene where she's like overly happy there's probably going to be some in the background thought bubble of where it's like not really what she's thinking about so i kind of like this because it's like she has real responsibilities also Uh and she can't go tell her editor well the mystical yeah the world might end (laughs) i get that i get that i do but um, um and also part of me also thinks that she came in there all happy to not uh, give up the ghost, basically. Yeah, for Toma. Yeah. Because Toma's also got stuff going Cause on. Because she, she probably knows he would worry about it and Yeah, stuff. so. Um, but even when she's, she knows she's alone, she still kind of acts like that. So well, I wonder if she's she being. she sees the manuscript and then she goes. Like I wonder this. if she's being chipper for his, herself as Maybe. well. You know? Yeah. Uh, so that also, like, cuts back to the training. Yeah, so her, her saying, I hope, you know, will Rintaro be right, basically, it, that's the cutaway for the hyperbolic time chamber. Yeah. And the best way I can describe it is think of a dark room with kind of a marble floor and there's floodlights pointing it in all directions and there's a heartbeat, yeah. like a really loud heartbeat going on, which I imagine is his own heartbeat. Yeah, and it's just him trying, like he's just like kneeling down, like being worked up. <laughs> yeah, he's, and, he's bodying himself. And so then he like is remembering, uh, I don't know how much of it is to just remember or how much the chamber is doing. Yeah, it's, it, you know, it's messing with time and space. So it it's, could be both, could be neither. So he is, and it it goes to like sort of flashback, sort of projection of him talking to his master. As a child. As a child. And he asks his master, will I ever be as strong as, I hope one day to be as strong as you as a swordsman. Mm-hmm. And his master says a very good line. It was just like, the path of swordsman is pretty much never ending. Yeah. And here he says something um, that I feel like is just, a typo for the translation because he says something like now is the time or basically it's time now to be negligent or the basically i think the the now should have been a not i can't remember exactly how the sentence was worded i've read it as not negligent i think it was just a typo yeah it has to be because it would make no sense because essentially one way he's saying is like well now you got to be negligent when i think what it really meant is don't be negligent yeah yeah so it was just a typo but i had to like go back like wait a minute what, what was i that? didn't even notice like i just read it as not negligent <laughs> well because yeah in the sentence that's how yeah it should be read but i was reading it and i was like wait is there something else i'm supposed to know here yeah. like <laughs> maybe he's telling me hey you need to cool down let yeah. it soak in uh yeah but he says still it, like water what he says is the way of the sword is like never ending i mm-hmm. think it is and then he follows that up with whatever the sentence is yeah. that i can't so basically quote. the idea is like uh the kid, Rintaro, is like, I want to be as strong as you. And the, and he's just like, dude, that shouldn't be your goal. Because it can keep going more than yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, I'm not the end point here. Yeah, I'm not the end point. You got to go past that. Yeah. Which which makes sense because uh, Zoo killed him. Yeah. <laughs> so you want to go past <laughs> You want to be stronger than me, bud. Yeah, because uh, you're trying to beat the person who killed me. Right. <laughs> Being as strong uh. as me is not going to help. Uh, 
So then he tries to draw. He has all three books in. Right. Now, at this point, I realize, dude, they look pretty cool, all three books in closed. They do. I think it looks cooler than with them open. It does. Yeah. Um, I feel like it's the, – the reason being is that when they're centered – this is for me anyway. I don't know about your opinion, but when they're when they're closed books, it like it looks more fits set. the belt. But when they're open, it's like extending too far out. It's it, too far uh, to, to the, the right. side and also a little bit farther out. Yeah, because they're not all the way open flat. Anyways, I like it better. I, I never realized until I saw all because this, this is the first time all three books have been like right. closed. <laughs> yeah, they're and not so, just immediately drawn as soon as they're slapped in. Yeah, so he's trying to draw and he's trying to like draw, but he's not strong enough. So basically, he's throwing himself around by trying to draw. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And it's just like over and over just showing him fall down. He's just kicking his own ass. Yeah. So but one of the funny things is one time he just like falls down directly. It's like from they, they're only showing like the top of his thing, but he falls directly down. I'm like, that would hurt mm-hmm. to have the belt on and you just fall down on face down on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh, that that's an ab workout. It's kind of funny, uh, you know going with this sort of superpowered strength thing where you're able to physically pull yourself to the ground by yeah. gripping your belt, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it doesn't like, actually work like that, but, I mean, you, you've seen it with any of the Hulk superpowers where he's just gonna basically lift himself up in air off a rock. Yeah, it's just like, um... Or something, you know, you know what I'm talking about, like yeah. the physics bending sort of super strength that... Well, it's like when you see somebody throw somebody else when they're in the sky. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. That's what I'm talking about. That's, that's not how it works. You would... <laughs> If anything, you'd push yourself farther down. Right. Like, that's not how, like, <laughs> physics work. Yeah. You need to be touching the ground. Otherwise, you get that weird thing where it's like, okay, I, I'll throw you in the air, and then you'll throw me in the air, and then we can just throw each other and fly this way. Forever, <laughs> yeah. I wish, I kind of wish that a, a comic book had a, a duo that did that. Where they just keep throwing they're, each other. Their flight is that they're, like, trapezing themselves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways, so, yeah, it's like, that's not how, like physics work but whatever but for the sake of the story he's he's whooping his own ass <laughs> but i'm like by trying to opening the book we're talking about physics and throwing uh, himself uh, to the ground with a magic swordsman in yeah in, in like a with zone that's outside of time and space yeah <laughs> trying to trying to power himself up with a book based on peter pan yeah so, you know? yeah so at a certain point just let it go yeah, yeah that's, that's where even... we drew the suspension of disbelief right it's like no this is too far you're throwing yourself to the ground. Yeah. <laughs> so um, then it cuts to uh, Buster. Yep. And he's like running around. It's like, this is where Dine Chizji said. Yeah. So it's like, there's some things. And it's, uh, you see Legend and Medusa there. Mm-hmm. And they're talking to each other. And they're like, okay, now uh, go ahead and show humans fear. Yeah, show humans the meaning of fear. And uh, Medusa, which I don't, I think is supposed to be female, but it's not really. It, it's yeah. just a monster. It's a monster. Medusa opens up the book and then it opens and then he, he so he pops up his phone. So it just means that if Buster rides a bike, he's got a trike as well. <laughs> he just it looks hasn't like used I think it. I think everybody has one as a trike. Tri- yeah, for some tri- reason, because he's special. Yeah, you'd think that there'd be other bikes too, but yeah, that's okay. The trike is much cool. It's got a minigun on it. Two of them. Yeah, Gatling guns, if you will. Um, so he calls uh Daishinshi. Daishinshi's the like back in the north base, which I guess gets great cell service. <laughs> and um It's magical cell service. It's actually coming through the door. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't have it. That's why they wanted the door. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, like, oh man, finally I can search do the they web. No, they're stealing Toma's Wi Fi too. Yeah. <laughs> He's gonna find his bill and be like, Whoa, so what the crap? my dad is <laughs> like off the <laughs> it's like off the wall. What the hell's going on? He has to get a he second walks job. walks in the door one day, and they're just standing really close to this door with, like, their phone. Yeah. Hey, man, you need to unplug your router. This is ridiculous. Like, yeah. Reset your router, dude. 
He has to take a second job, <laughs> put a lien on the mortgage. <laughs> to pay his internet bill. Do you know how much it takes to upload data on a magical sword? So, um, my cell phone in Japan was funny because, like, I had unlimited data. But how the phone bill worked when they sent it to me is they would, they would show um, how much I used mm. and how much it would have cost. And then, like, the itemized bill would be, like, negative. Okay. So they give me like the cost and then negative, and it would come out to be like the zero for unlimited mm. data because uh, I had the phone service and all that stuff. So one point, I got my bill, and I had spent three million yen worth of data. Whoa, it's $30,000. <laughs> what? <laughs> and I'm like, what if it? And what it was is I was streaming every day. I was streaming. I wasn't downloading. I was streaming podcasts for my hour and a half commute each way. Okay. So for three hours every day, I was just streaming data. And that comes up to 30,000 bucks? Well, yeah, with no uh, no uh, chart, no, like, lowering of it. That's what it would just be straight if I had, like, no plan whatsoever. Okay. So <laughs> stupid. Oh, dude. But it was just like, what the? <laughs> now I'd understand. Seriously. You know how much data it takes to upload a magical sword? Yeah. So, anyways. Yeah. Um. $30,000 for three hours. I mean, I guess every day, right? Yes, like, it was three hours every day and sometimes longer because I would also like, I, I would go out on my days off yeah, and just be like listening or doing anything. Yeah. So it was three hours. Okay. Uh, so it was three hours, five to seven days a week. I'm kind of depressed now. That's a lot of money for something that's like, it's not worth that much money. Yeah. <laughs> that's just, wow. Yeah, but I didn't. Uh, this was also like ten years ago. So Can dad, you imagine? Let's say you didn't know, I didn't and you, know. you were innocent, and you thought, "Yeah, three hours a day. What's that going to cost? Like what? Well, Twenty like, bucks?" It was like those kids. And there then was you that, find th- out there was that story about those kids a couple of years ago who wanted to um, break the world record for the most texts in a month. Okay. And then they found out that unlimited texting only applies to a limit. <laughs> what they're unlimited texting and the fine print says that if you use too much then they start charging you for it wow oh like for their plan i don't think yeah okay yeah it's probably different they didn't read the fine print and they ended up with like 100 grand or something like that because most of them were just sending one letter at a time yeah you know and then they got like a physical bill that cost like 45 dollars to ship because it was just like so big thousands of pages (laughs) wow um so anyways, read the fine print. That's like a horror story. Yeah. yeah. So anyways, Buster. Um, and then the uh she says to Ren, it's just like there's a thing there's a thing, you know, there's a thing going yeah, on. Yeah, Buster Ren. goes up to of course uh, ta- attack Medusa and they open a book right before he gets yeah. to him. And so Ren is back in the northeast, he's like, I'm gonna go and like Daishin she's wait, wait, this is unlike what we've heard. There's three places. Yeah, three three, three places at the exact time. Yeah. Um like one opens up right in front of the shop. Yes, because uh, May like is like okay, I'm gonna go like open the and she opens the door and then there's the bubbles right there yeah. showing that thing and so she's like oh crap and she freaks out. Uh, so it's like one of uh one of the areas is like in the same area as the shop. Uh, they show one it's like a restaurant and then another one I forgot what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, so at this point I was th- I was hoping for a slash debut because I was like oh three means they need three to go to each one. It didn't work out that way, but maybe maybe i mean so there's, anyways, still, there's still an next episode yeah so next uh the next thing is it shows uh i guess the road to avalon is just uh a desert yeah at this point i thought this was avalon yeah i didn't realize there was a like a limbo between the two yeah so they're I was still like, kind of like they're like in the second stage of the yeah. between worlds so it's like i guess avalon is just a beach is what i was saying to myself yeah i'm like maybe it's just cool. really uh the, the, <laughs> everything is just you're standing on the ruins of a dead civilization um, yeah everything will eventually turn to desert and so they're looking around like huh now what and then caliber shows up 
Um, sort of. Sort of. Yeah, you see, uh, basically, you see a guy, and there's a bright light standing behind him, like, basically think a sunset obscuring your vision. And then, like, there's a sunbeam and anything, and we get a transformation, which is a cool transformation. Yeah. Because he, like, he activates his book by putting it to his, his sword, and then he puts the book in his his uh, belt, mm-hmm. which I'm not sure, there might be room for another book in his belt. Yeah. It's kind of like weird because I'm it's, not, sh- and we have no idea what directions books can be placed in on every belt. Yeah, so and then he like uses standard. the sword to like press the button to open the book on his belt. Yeah, and then he transforms. So the thing is, is obviously what's interesting is that um, we've seen the actor who's supposed to be Caliber. Yes, uh, he was in the last episode in the flashback, and um. For one thing, this guy doesn't have the same hair. No, his hair is shortcut. Yeah. Whereas the other guy's has long, longer hair. Yeah. And also, um, and the credits is credited as somebody else. Yeah. He also has a suit on. Yes. Um, yeah, I have a theory. I'll, I'm going to drop that theory at the end of this episode. Um, but yeah, he's credited in the credits as Mysterious Man. Yeah. In um, fact, I can actually do it now because it's not going to ruin the story. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so here's my theory. Toma's dad, if it was the Flame Swordsman, kills the original caliper, takes over his sword, because I think it's the sword that gives you the suit. I don't think it's necessarily you that gets the sword. Like, I, I, there's no proof, I guess, at this point that you can't have another sword. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if Toma's dad kills the other caliber, takes up the mantle of caliber now to do whatever. So there's there is a thing that maybe yeah that might be it, but I'm thinking that Caliber is like an entity itself. That could oh well, yeah yeah I mean we've we've uh, we've discussed that with it taking over. So it took um, over. Kento's- so it could be that he defeated the other guy and then it just took him latched like, onto like him whether or not he yeah. liked it yeah and so now he caliber is like controlling toma's dad yeah that makes it totally like um soul caliber and, and then they'd be like <laughs> then then kento and toma were like does that make us brothers i'm not sure you know because your dad and my dad or have They've kind joined. of been, been the same person at one point but they're different <laughs> people too right so does that make us brothers yeah <laughs> Let's see, I, I don't know. It's just, it's it definitely, uh, but yeah, there's a re so spiced up the storyline that was already spicy, you know? What yeah, I mean? um, it could could be that, or they could just not have the actor at that point. It could, guy, he could just have his hair in a ponytail, yeah, you know? So, um, but it seems like there's a reason why they just showed, yeah, because I feel like if they wanted to hide that they didn't have that actor, they would just use the suit actor, right? Yeah, yeah, I feel like there's there's got to be some meaning to it, yeah. So, there, there might be a good thing that it's his dad, yeah, and then, um, so, uh, this is when, um, uh, so what's interesting also is, so you know when they transform, it says volume one or whatever. Mm-hmm. When Buster transforms, it is uh, remastered. Mm-hmm. But when uh, Caliber transformed, it was deciphered. Yeah, deciphered. So. Cur- uh, something like Kuriyami or something like that. Yeah. The, the, the sword. Name, the sword, yeah. Um, Kuro, what was it? Could have been, yeah, Kuroyami, maybe? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Well, that would be Black Knight. Yeah, well, you, yeah. S- you see what I'm saying? It kind of yeah. makes sense. Um, uh, <laughs> As in uh, N-I-G-H-T, not K-N-G-H-T. Right. Because um, he's uh, he's obviously, he's a purple knight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, He's the dark knight. <laughs> but yeah, so that was interesting. It was deciphered. And then uh, Kento's just like, okay, well, uh, I'm, I got to do this. Yeah, there's no buster to save you this time yeah, So he, like, transforms. Using uh, both uh, the, which two does he use? He has the lamp and the hedgehog, I believe. The lamp and the hedgehog, yeah. Because he doesn't use any hedgehog power. No. Yeah. Um, I think when he does some slashes every now and then, he'll just have a sword that has spikes on it. Uh, so he transforms, but he goes to like basically the highest he's got right now. Yes. Which is uh, two volumes. And then he like transforms his bi- bike phone and he says, okay, I'll take care of him. 
you go on to Avalon. Yeah, he basically gives him the the Gatrike. The, the Gatrike. And uh, then they start fighting, and uh, then it goes to... Um, we, May. Yeah. May. Yeah, May. May she's May. got a helmet on and a fly swatter. <laughs> she's, she's, she's been here before. She knows things are going on, so she yeah. basically just grabbed the best she could get. She's just swatting it. She, she grabbed a motorcycle helmet and, like, some... Uh, <laughs> Just more comedy relief, yeah, for an otherwise intense episode. Because then you also see that the uh, we see that bullets don't work. Yeah, that, I I actually like the scene because you Medusa is basically slow walking up on a cop, and the cop is like, oh, trying to shoot him. And when the bullets don't work, he actually falls down. He still got the gun pointed at him, but um, Medusa turns him to stone. Go figure. Who th- would have thought? Now uh, you probably told- noticed that uh, there's not because I've told you that before. Like a lot, of what it is is like because of the overall view of like cops and society in japan mm-hmm. it's not very often i mean kuga's different and stuff but kuga actually shows cops as competent right they're, they're not as po- they're, they can't like fight the monsters no. but they are competent individuals they're trying yeah um and like the generalized i'm just saying generalized japanese society is that cops have respect yes um i mean there's people uh, i mean it's there there's people everywhere but anyways um <laughs> And, like, the proper thing to say whenever you see a cop is thank you for your work. You know mm-hmm. how we say, like, thank you for your service, whatever. Just But, um, which is why most of the time it's very rare to see, quote-unquote, Japanese tokusatsu superheroes just fight crime. Right. They don't fight crime. They fight evil organizations. Because the cops monsters. handle crime. Cops handle crime. That's their thing. Yeah. You know, and you don't usually, like, go fight crime. Uh, So this is, like, you never see a common writer stopping a mug. No. <laughs> um. It's not. It's different than like an American superhero, like a Spider Man or something like that. Yeah, where they'll they'll take on low crime at any point. Yeah, some just... of, yeah. So it's it's a very interesting idea. There's a whole thing about like looking at the ideals of what Western heroes versus Eastern heroes are. A Western mm-hmm. hero has, due to like cultural significance, has more of an idea of um, rescue mm. versus uh, Eastern heroes that have more of an ideal of the individual overcoming. Right. And so you look at the, the classic examples of like a Goku versus a Superman. A Superman oh, yeah. You're not supposed to idealize. You're not supposed to want to be Superman. You're supposed to want to be saved by Superman. Right. But you want to be Goku. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You're supposed to become stronger versus being saved. And so this it, it, it actually comes back down to a, um, a, a like an idealized of like there's like whole like things about this about like a Christian society of versus a savior versus a uh, an Eastern mentality of of self improvement. Yes. So it's a very different thing, but like so that it it was nice. That all being said, it was nice to see like a cop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In Modern Rider, there's not much in Modern Rider. I mean, we had some in Zero One, but like, uh, it was a security they're, they're, guard, right? What? Oh yeah, we pull on the cop with the kangaroo, but I think no, this is a security guard again. Yeah. Yeah. So, but no, there is cops, in, but they also created Ames. Yes. Which is an organization, but but like there's a whole thing going on in Zero One now about yeah. the the cops are doing these things. But because even in the episode of Double, where we have the little criminal organization, the cops weren't really involved with that. Yeah. I mean, obviously, two of the characters in the show are cops. Yes. But it's almost like you almost never actually see them be cops. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, uh, that being said, like there are police, obviously. Like I told you. That right. Like, Drive, he's a cop. Okay, yeah. But he doesn't use his common rider abilities to fight normal criminals. He's a member of a special unit that's about the monsters in the show. Right, yeah. So, anyway, like, the idea is that, like, they kind of keep, they try to keep these things separate. Yeah. You know, uh... Anyways, so yeah, the the cop shows up, uh, gets turned to stone, and that's when Buster and Kenzen shows up. Yep. And they transform, and what's refreshing 
It's just is like a classic common rider transformation. They don't go into things. We there's never been uh, Kenzen's never transformed in the library. The, had the yeah, library we haven't actually seen his full thing yet. Uh, like they might not have it because yeah. it seems like they're just like they're like, kind of speeding did, it up. We'll, we'll do. We're saving that for like whenever when we need it. When there's new ones. Yeah, but for like you've seen it before. We'll just we're just yeah. moving on. <laughs> So this um, is actually a pretty cool scene because, like, they go to attack Medusa and then uh, I believe Zoo shows up and then Legend jumps down and transforms. Yeah. So it's 3v2. Yeah. Bad guys are, have the advantage on this one. And I thought that was the end of it. But then Disaster shows up and it's 4v2. And then Story is in the background and he's taken, like, he's grabbed May by the neck. Well, it's like May sitting there. She's like, oh, looking. And then you see Story in the background. Yeah, I mean, in between, I think sparse in between this, we see a little bit of of Caliber and Kento, correct? Yes. Yeah. So, so Cal- it's going back Caliber and, and a spotter are fighting, scenes. and this is when kind of uh, so it's weird how it's said, but it's like so uh, Toma is just like uh, he's going to follow us no matter what, yeah. so we have to beat him here. So then they run away. Yeah. This um, that was one of the criticisms <laughs> yeah. I have is that I kind of don't really get. I, I feel like. This was one of the reasons I wanted them to get to uh, Avalon near the end of the episode, not the whole time. Because now I feel like they're just flashing back so you remember it's happening. And so they're adding well, action anyways, that's not uh, necessary. Toma Ryder breaks and he like, yeah, <laughs> he just hits, he hits Calver yeah. with the motorcycle. <laughs> and then uh, uh, Espada summons his magic carpet. Yeah. And then they run away. Which I think is his, uh, his like tiger or dragon right. thing yeah. so he summons the magic carpet and they kind of like they're basically just like so he's gonna follow us no matter what so we gotta get we gotta i think what it was supposed to be is we're not gonna we can't deal with him now we have to get all the way yeah and so i think what it should have been yeah it's kind of it's kind of hard to know if the subs are giving us correct translation what i think or... it is basically is that kent uh tomo wants to get his belt off so that the two of them can take on Caliber. right yeah. so we got to get to there yeah so they run away um, and then it goes back to the fight of, uh, yeah. So then disaster shows up and yeah. it's, it's four, it's, uh, four on two. And this is when, uh, and then you see stories there. And well, the, the Kenjin's just like, Hey, I killed that guy. <laughs> and, and Buster's just like pretty much saying that like, dude, you're not the only one who's killed this guy. <laughs> <laughs> he just comes back. Right. It's not like you don't think you're all special just because you killed this guy. We've all killed this guy. Right. <laughs> and so it's definitely a pitch battle. They, they've got almost no chance. Yes. And um, then a story comes up and he's got made by the back of the neck. Yeah. So just to add insult to injury, here's a here's a uh, hostage. A hostage that I think is entirely useless. Like nobody here actually has a connection to her. I don't know why story would think, oh, this person means anything. But the thing is, is like, I think it wouldn't have mattered. Yeah. I, no, I don't think it would have mattered who it was. I think he's like it just happened to be May. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. But I think like well, Buster's met May. Yeah, but I I mean again, I don't see Buster I, being the type to be like, oh no, they have a but civilian. I think but I think the idea is like they are all like that. They are like, okay, well, it's a civilian. We gotta do things differently now. Fair enough. I just I don't know. I just feel like it's very weird. Oh uh, uh, yeah, I don't think Kenzen. I don't think uh, Ren cares. But um, because he only cares about strength. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but I do think the idea is that like Buster would pause for a civilian for anybody so, as a, a hostage. Well, I mean, it's it's heroic thing to do. It's like a heroic, like a, a stereotypical heroic weakness, yeah. right? I just feel like it, the alternative is that we destroy the entire world. So it's like, yeah, not, I don't think it would like. It's not appropriate from, in this situation. Uh, but yeah, so um. And it doesn't even work. No. Yeah, they both continue fighting anyway. So it was like they why? just don't fighting to their full potential. I guess I don't know. I, I can. I'm assuming that 
Um, and this is, again, like I was saying, if, if there was more time, I feel like this whole episode could have been a whole arc yeah. with how much that goes on in it. Like, yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, so he, he captures May, he's got her by the throat, and it could potentially, I don't think they're even aware that she's there, maybe. I don't think he's yet pointed out that, hey, I've got this girl by the so, neck. So then it goes to, back to the northern outpost, and... Um, Sophia's... Like, they slash. We need you. And Essentially, then he's like, I need more time, and he's looking at a he, sword. He isn't looking at anything. He's just, like, kind of focusing, and then it, like, has this sword flash. Yeah, because he looks he looks um anxious, like he wants to do something. But... He, he's just like, I need more time. Yeah. And so either it's like I mentally need more time before I'm able to actually uh-huh. wield it, or, like, his sword is, like, seriously damaged. And he needs to fix it, yeah. And it's being fixed, because it's, like, in this, like, crystalline thing, and it's kind yeah. of glowing, something is being repaired. Yeah, and we know and he works on them. Yeah, so either he, like... Suffered a really bad defeat, and he like mentally like yeah he's lost like, his I, connection, or he just or he's like lost his nerve, and he's just like scared. Yeah, because maybe the sword doesn't accept him right now as the way I he think is. It could be that he's just scared to transform. Yeah, because it could be something along the lines of like he failed really bad. Yeah, he made bad. a mistake, and somebody like died. fifteen years ago, he like he like totally failed. And yeah, like, he could be one of the leading causes for the defeat yeah, or so, the fracture. Or he it just is really damaged or broke. Yeah, yeah. So. I'm guessing that he's probably really powerful, but he's not going to be able to be used a lot. Yes. That was my, uh, like when at appear- least hope for when his he appear- character. When he appears, it's like, I can do it for like 10 minutes or something like Especially that. Especially because he's, he's portrayed as the kind of guy that's avoiding eye contact and is kind of, uh, he'll say things sometimes. Um, like, for example, when they were doing the research and Ren walked into the bookstore. And, and they were talking about like power or yeah, knowledge. At one like point, both are he, he says something very forcefully and he stares at Ren and then he like looks away immediately. It's like, oh yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't want to So I waves. think that might be like, he's just, he just failed really bad. Yeah. So like he, he used to have a very strong, like heroic character and now it's not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyways, he's, he doesn't have the chance to worry about it because like Rentaro comes out. Yeah. Yeah, he, he stumbles out of the uh, the chamber. He's beat up. He's got cuts on his face, but he's got Pegasus in his hand. Yes, and then it cuts to... I think his hands are dirty also. Yeah, then it cuts to uh, back to uh, Desert Avalon. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. the, the desert between worlds. This is like, um, you know how like in the original 71 Common Rider, how there is a quarry between all two locations. Yeah, <laughs> although I think it is a beach. It might be a beach. Yeah, or and the beach it. seems more... Uh, it fits the theme, I guess, because you're going towards the light and you're walking on the beach and whatnot. Well, no, you're going to the island of Avalon. Yeah, so, so water somewhere. Yeah. Um. So it's it's beach, desert. It's a lot of sand. Yeah. Um, it's limbo. Yes. Uh. So uh. Basically, they just wanted something that looked like it went on forever. Yeah. Um. So Caliber catches up. Caliber catches up and kind of like knocks Espato away. Yeah. Kento down. Kento down. And, and then uh, Toma's just like basically like, well, I'm just gonna uh, attack you anyways. Yeah. If it ends here, it ends here. Let's do it. And they go and then their builds synchronize or whatever, and then the two dragons come out. Yeah. But now that since they're in the space between, they're able to open the door because of the two dragons. Yeah. The actual door. And then um. Uh, uh, this is like this is what Caliber wanted, so he's like, oh, "I don't need you anymore. I'll just kill you real quick." And uh, which is cool because like that's the thing to do. You kill yeah. the guy, you kill the guy real quick, and then you go on to the door. Yeah, he's not making that mistake that Zoo did. Yeah, but uh, a spot comes in, grabs him. He's just like, "Run!" Yeah, he's like, "I'll hold him off. You go to the go to and Avalon." He gets slashed down, <laughs> and then uh, Toma runs into the uh, the door and is just like, "Avalon's bright. Avalon is just extremely bright. White. <laughs> it is just a white room." And then you hear the, uh, uh, if you don't believe, it won't be there. If you believe, it'll be there, I think is what it yeah. says. Yeah, basically, like. if you disbelieve, it won't be. If you believe, it will. Yes. Essentially. Uh, yeah, just believe it. Yeah. 
So then it goes back to the fight. The Avatar or Nike, just do it. Yeah. Um, and they're all fighting, and like Zeus, just like we don't need this. We don't need this this trick because we're gonna win. Yeah, he's talking about May. He's talking he, about May. He's like, we don't need this. And he like, and so you're thinking, oh, he's just gonna let May go. And he's like, no, I'm just gonna eat her real quick. Yeah. And then get back to over there, you know. And so <laughs> so he, he throws her in the air. And he throws her in the air. And this is like the comic effect, but also like the di- time dilation of like your life falling is. So she's also remember this is uh this they're in the Wonder World right now, so things are different. Like. Reality isn't the same. Yeah, <laughs> it's not. We've known this already. So she's falling, and she's like, she's thinking to herself, "Is like, oh, I had a short life. I should have done more. Yeah. I should have like." She's making goofy faces and, and like praying and all this stuff, and mm-hmm. like falling. And then uh, Zoo like comically opens his mouth large, huge. Yeah, he's just gonna like swallow her whole because he's the he's the animal. Yeah, he's the animal. And right before May like falls, there's a slash, and it's Rintaro for the save. Yeah, and it makes this uh, sound effect of like a girl swooning. And she's like staring she's, at him because he's basically now her knight in shining armor. Yeah, literally. <laughs> um, uh, Sora's men in plastic armor. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he, you know, she's he's, like, he, he actually, he's like, I'm sorry, I'm late. You're here. It's like, oh, and then you're like, yeah, apologize as he, he's sitting he, her he down. Yeah, he sat around and says, like, let me take care of this. And she's like, okay, good luck. Runs off. And this is when um, uh, Zeus is like, dude, what? I, I mean, I've already beaten you. Already, what are you doing well, here? I already told you you're not powerful enough to beat me. So then he does the full transformation. Triple henshin. So we we saw the books all the way open. Look, makes one complete picture. Yeah. Looks pretty cool. Yeah. I like um, how they did it. I, I agree. Uh, yeah. I like how all three of them. This is the first time we've seen all three colors of the same. Mm-hmm. And this is a volume three when he like activates. So he's got the Pegasus, the lion, and uh, Peter. 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 So this is called Fantastic Lion. Fantastic, a blades, fantastic lion. I think is what it's called. Okay, yeah. Uh, so it's like Peter Fantasy and the two of them. It was like fantastic. So this is a criticism. Prepare yourself. There's a star decal on his pony. It's a pony bro. Like I, here's the thing: if you're a brony and you're listening to this, I don't dislike you. I actually have friends that like My Little Pony. That's uh, yeah. not my style. I the reason why I'm never going to get anything like that is because I don't think horses are inherently feminine. Um. And this is going to be kind of weird to explain, so I, yeah. but I do want to make – I just want to get my opinion out here because I don't want to grind my teeth over this for the rest of my life. Like horses and dogs are kind of like the two animals. Like if you were to say there's only two animals that humans can have, it probably would have been those two, right? Yeah. And throughout history, like there's nothing actually like cute about a flying horse staving your head in. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Um, Like the the star sparkles and all that stuff. I don't know when it happened. Um. But yeah, like uh, you hear the thunder of hooves over the hill, and next thing you know, your your formation's getting split in two by like butter mm-hmm. by charging knighted, you know, cavalry. It's not cute. <laughs> um, I mean, like you're looking at deer, and it's like, oh, it's so it's so serene, it's so cute. It's just a hoofed animal that eats plants. What could go wrong? And then it's kicking you in the face. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just a deer, and a horse is like a lot more powerful than that. And ultimately. I'm getting past it because on one half of him, he's got this hook that summons a fairy. Yeah. <laughs> and so maybe that's where the star comes from. But I'm like, Pegasus is a mythical beast that the hero rides in. Like, at some point now, it's been dragons are what people ride. But in yeah. reality, or not reality, I'm sorry, from my understand of Western, fi- Western fiction and literature, it's like the, the winged horse mm-hmm. is your mount. Yes. And you fight the dragon. And now it's you ride the dragon to fight and whatever, but you get my point. Yeah, I feel like it takes away what would otherwise be a cool suit. I'm like looking at a very light blue star decal, going, "What the heck, guy?" So the the thing is, is it's it's Tenku, 
no Pegasus, which is uh, um, Pegasus of the Sky mm-hmm. or Air or whatever. Yeah. So I think that's probably where they get the star from. It's because he's the Air Pegasus. Yeah. I guess. I guess what I'm trying to say is. I don't want to feel like I like feminine things because I have no problem with feminine things, but I don't think Pegasus is necessarily feminine. But if somebody were to ask me, hey, what's your favorite mythical flying mount? And I were to say Pegasus and then this kind of thing here where there's stars and sparkles. (laughs) It's like, no, no, no. Just somebody like when when you come out of the sky in a full suit of armor and your horse just big dong somebody right in the face with the hoof. uh, It's not really. I mean, I guess dragons are just getting old. For me. Well, uh, the thing is, is uh, the idea is um, for Pegasus is that was uh, Perseus's mount mm-hmm. in like Clash of the Titans mm-hmm. and all that stuff. So, um, but there was also a thing about like I think a lot of people confuse a lot of things. Uh, uh, Pegasus, Pegasus and unicorns. And unicorns. Yeah. yeah. Actually, at first, because of how stiff the ears are, I actually thought there was a horn and I was going to go off. But then I saw no, they're just two two ears. Yes. So. Um, completing the suit. Now, <clears throat> sorry to derail the episode. I just wanted to to point out that I I like the Pegasus as the mythical mount thing. I feel like adding stars and kind of takes it away for me. Mm-hmm. Makes it a little less cool. I don't mind it, but because he's also and also because it kind of it doesn't it clashes like there's like suddenly bright blue and then otherwise it's like a really weird bright blue just to make it stand out along well, the neck all, of the horse. All three of them have different, and blues. it's like it's like roped around his arm too. I don't know if you noticed that. Yeah, it's like a shooting star. So one of the things, the first thing I notice about this is I haven't noticed about others, but it is on others. Is on the bottom of the Wonder Ride books. There are um, there's like three little blocks. Oh yeah. And, he, and it tells you which slot it goes into on the belt. Oh, okay. And it's got like a little arrow that says it's like it's the third slot or it's the first slot. And so this is the first time mm-hmm. that it was, uh, they showed a close up of, of the like book for long, the open book, the closed book long enough for me to see on the cover that it shows what slot it goes into on the belt. Right. That's so, pretty neat. So that you can like know. <laughs> yes. Although I do want to say one thing for our listeners. If there are some old books where some the dude's riding the dragon and it's more iconic than riding the horse, right? Please tell me. I love this kind of fiction anyway. Uh-huh. I'd probably want to read it. So if yeah. you disagree, let me know. I'll t- I promise I won't get angry or anything. Yeah. The thing is, is like we, we the hard part is that we draw so many parallels between the two. Yeah. <laughs> of one and two, uh, of uh, Saber and uh blades because like they were first and second yeah and then we were like oh yeah well it's it's uh the lion and the dragon which totally makes sense but the fact of the matter is it's like those are up op- those are different slots yeah so it's the yeah, dragon the, the and the pegasus made nothing so but then but then you're like well then we're drawing the parallels here but then it's like no they're not the parallels because it's, it's the falcon and the <laughs> the lion yeah that that doesn't make any sense yeah, and, we, and we still don't know what blazes uh or i'm sorry we still don't know what um saber's center thing is right or is it the saber eagle? center is the eagle okay eagle we don't know what is his uh legend. his left there we go yeah is, is like the item or whatever the item one um, story yeah the story or the <laughs> yeah it's the story yeah that <laughs> slot on the left arm <laughs> yeah it's the story because it's uh it's the legend it's the animal and then it's the story okay yeah uh so this the story re- represents itself as an item mm-hmm. like the lamp for right then the hook for peter fan yeah the hook but we don't know what the story i mean there's one in this one but it's not a red one yeah um anyways um i'm fine with it i'm whatever i don't like yeah. the fact that it's He's got two heads on him now. Yeah, but I wonder if that's how it's going to be for all of them. Because he's got like I had a horse. Because yeah, I guess one well, no. Because he doesn't have like a dragon's head, does he, Toma? I think so, like a dragon pauldron almost. 
I don't know if it like it doesn't, but it doesn't seem that pronounced. Yeah, not as pronounced as this horse. This horse head is massive. That's what I'm talking about. Like it really sticks out, and then the different colors kind of it, it doesn't uh like Blaze doesn't have the Blaze Dragon doesn't have some sort of weird decal on it. Yeah, I don't mind that too much. Uh, it just like just like why does this one have a weird? It decal? does. It does. It, he has a massive dragon head on his shoulder. <laughs> it's 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 almost the same size as the Pegasus head. Yeah, it's just uh. <laughs> like I'm looking at it, I'm like, how can I not? How did you see, not see that? How did I not see this whole time? It's got like big eyes and it's like this massive thing. Right. So, uh, the correction wise is, yeah, uh, um, they have giant heads on the sides of their heads now, and then <laughs> when they have the other one, it's a massive head in the center. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, anyways, I still like the sleeker look of uh, when they. I like it better when they only have one. Uh huh. Yeah. Because I, so I like their base form. Usually. I mean, recent. Usually, the base forms are the best looking ones. Usually, yeah, because they're the ones that need to be made into all the toys. Right. I mean, like Zero One's base form looks way better than. I agree. Shining Biting Shark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so they all like they usually the base forms are the best looking form. I agree. And uh, the the mid season forms might be pretty uh, are usually pretty sweet too. So like the the the. The modular forms are usually eh. Eh, yeah. So I'm okay with it because I've seen much worse suits. <laughs> much worse suits um, that I end up loving because I just see, like, the characters behind them and just seeing it, like, working that way. So Right. I do. Although I do want to point out how minor, like, even though the criticism that I'm having about the Pegasus has got nothing to do with the story. Yeah. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. It's not the show. Yeah, the criticism I have are so they're minor, but I'm making them bigger. So, anyways, uh, I still really like the show. So then he transforms and basically one shot Zoo. Yeah, he he, <laughs> he does like does a couple slashes and then he does like a, a finishing attack thing. It's not his finishing move; he uses his finishing move later. Yes, but he like jumps back and he creates a water wall and jumps off the water wall. Yeah, and then like is doing like a slash and like Zoo's holding him off, and then he turns into water to like find finish the slash through him. Yeah. Becoming the current. And then uh, Zoo runs away. Yeah, Zoo's done with this. <laughs> He's like, I'm out. Um, um, and then it goes back to the gate. The, I mean, the, the... Yeah, Avalon. The Avalon. So the actual Avalon, it's all bright and stuff. Uh, so the thing about the scene is um, Toma basically asks for the power to, of like, Avalon. Save, to, like, save the world. And then there's and the guys, guy's like, Basically, every time, he'll, he'll start by saying what it is that you just said, and then he'll be like, you don't need it. He just keeps repeating, do not, do not, do not. Yeah, you do not need it. You do not. And so you only need to believe, essentially. Or don't believe. I don't care. But basically, if you believe it, it'll happen. And then he's like, okay, give me the power. I was trying to think. I'm like, is because like the car- the guy's all blurred out. Yeah. So I'm wondering. If and this- then what you do see is like a hooded. He's got like a hooded white robe on. And like they're modulating his voice so you can't recognize him. But I might... I might have just made it, misheard it because it sounds like Thomas Wood. Yeah, like he's talking to himself, like yeah. he's reflecting. Yeah. yeah, I also got the same sort of vibe. Yeah, uh, it could not be. It, yeah, but it I mean the vibe be. is there. The vibe is there that it's like his reflection of basically saying he's got to o- almost overcome himself to be able to like become worthy. Yeah, so and before the cutaway, I think he was trying to tackle the guy to be like, give it to me. Um, well, no, he keeps running towards him, and no matter what, the guy's the same distance. Yeah, back. yeah. So, uh, 
And then he just says, uh, like he figures basically, um, I don't know how he figures it out, but he's like, okay, I just have to basically, believe. I just have to visualize what I want. And so he closes his eyes. He's just using, uh, Oprah's the wish, you know, it's just yeah. like, <laughs> and it goes from an all bright room to an all dark room. Yeah. And, um, which is cool. Cause it's not like a, uh, like a slow fade. It's like it, when he closes boom. his eyes, everything's dark. Boom. Dark as night. And then he's just like, you just see him standing in the room. And there's like a little twinkle going around and he's just like, and then he just reaches out his hand for like, I got to believe that the power is there pretty much. Yeah. And And he he pulls it out and he gets, uh, he gets King of Arthur. Yeah. Something like that. That's the name of the book is King of Arthur in English. King of Arthur, (laughs) which is, uh, just poor translation. Yeah. Because, uh, because of the way like Japanese phrases tw- twist around and the of and doesn't really exist in Japanese, so there's just a particle that tells you which part is of whatever. Mm-hmm. Is. Um, and then he gear, then he hear, then the voice speaks and says, "Are you ready for the trial to determine if you're worthy?" I think it is. Mm-hmm. And then he is in uh, uh, a location that's used in many common right. Yeah, this is a dugout like yeah cave yeah which I have seen in the least off the top of my head. Five seasons? Five seasons I've seen this show? Yeah, because as soon as he grabs it, the, the guy, it's like, your trial begins. And then he's in this cave. Yeah, and then like an apparition of some sort, um, like a bluish, reddish, blackish figure is like chucking fireballs at him. Uh, like, yeah, like a semi-giant one or something. Yeah. And, and then it cuts away. Yeah. Uh, basically, he's got his his trial now. Yes. Um. So now we cut back to the fight in the Wonder Run, which is hilarious because... Now that Zoo's gone, it's three on three. Yeah, the tide's changed. It's not actually an even fight. What, uh, it's three on three, three, except Blades is handling two, mm-hmm. and Kenson and and uh, Buster are handling Disaster. By <laughs> so it's like yeah. it's three on three, but it's actually two on one and two on one. <laughs> yeah, what, I guess the thing that I thought was really weird about that, I know that they needed it shot that way to show how Rintaro or how strong Rintaro has become. Yeah. But Kinzen has already beaten Disaster by himself. Yeah. Um, Buster and Disaster had a standstill, but it's like Kinzen can already handle this himself, Buster. Yeah. Just <laughs> go help out Rintaro. Dude, Rintaro is fighting is. the monster of the episode and one of the other like general guys over yeah. there. So-, <laughs> um, so what's really cool about this scene, I was uh, really happy that they went there with this. But the Medusa, bear. yeah, Medusa goes to shoot um, his, you know, well, I guess... He's not really shooting anything, but do his glare. Yeah. And um, he just basically makes a mirror of still water. Mentaro uses a mirror of water, and he's just like, and it's like, it doesn't kill. No. But it like stuns. Yeah, it stuns Which him. allows Rintaro to do his finishing move. Yes. Which is Hydro Vortex. Totally sweet. Which is basically just shoots a bunch of water, flims out in the air, and then jumps up and slashes. Right. Nice uh, and simple, but yep. na- sweet name. Yes. Um, And so then it goes back to the gate. It goes back to uh, the trial. Yeah, it's like it's hard to say. It's Avalon. Um, I actually don't know where he is. Just the the place. He's he's in the cave that is like in every other story. Um, it was in uh, it was in Kiva. It was in Gaim. It was (laughs) in um, it appeared in Decade. It appeared in uh, what was the most recent one? I'm thinking it was in Exade. (laughs) Exade. Jeez, yeah, I, I know <laughs> these places. I like see some stairs, and I'm like, I know those stairs. Oh, I've seen those stairs <laughs> many a time. Yes. Um, so he, he um he slaps the sword, or I'm sorry, the sword. He slaps the book into the third slot, yeah. and he he basically prepares himself to draw because at this point he doesn't know if it'll work. Yeah. So he draws, and he he's able to transform. I guess one thing I, I we forgot to mention. I don't know if we did. the The shade is the same sort of shade of purple as Jack Dragon. At yeah, least that's it, what I well, thought. Um. 
yeah, it's a, it's a, I thought it was just blue, but it is definitely not red. Yeah. It's, I mean, it was hard because it was in this cave. Yeah, it's dark. I mean, like, I'm not sure. I feel like it's it was, the same We only shade. saw it in, like, the the bright white room yeah. in this dark cave. So we're I, not sh- really... I guess I shouldn't have said it with so much certainty that it's that color, but I, I, I have a feeling it's, it's a, the it's, same it's shade It's in a bluish hue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Fair enough. Yeah, it's not red. It's definitely not red. No. <laughs> this is definitely not his uh, Third book. synergy. Yeah. Yes. Um. So he transforms into uh he's got dragon on one side and a, and uh Arth, uh king of Arthur yeah. on the other side which is uh S- saber dragon Arthur. Yeah. And he's got two swords. Yes, he has the king Excalibur is mm-hmm. what that sword is called. And it says slashing every time yeah. you slash with I think, it. I think, yeah, it's either slashing or shushing. It's either it's doing the onomatopoeia or it's doing the like, it's it's doing the onomatopoeia for slashing. Every time he attacks, shushing, shushing. Uh, it, it's like schnit whenever yeah. Wolverine's claws come out. Right. Except that it, it, it'd be like that if there was a narrator saying schnit every time. <laughs> yeah. So onomatopoeias in Japanese are like, first off, there's they call them onomatopoeias, but they're not onomatopoeias. They're just like, there's they're, uh, they're repetitive sounds. Mm-hmm. But uh, there is, because it doesn't really apply because there's non-sound onomatopoeias. Yeah, I wonder, I was wondering as I said onomatopoeia if that was the correct word to use, but it's like... I. We say onomatopoeia because that's the easiest way to convey it to an English speaker. I guess, yeah. Because there's because there's no onomatopoeias for things like itchy. Yeah. There is, I mean, there's also the onomatopoeia for stare or gently falling snow. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> or, so things that have no sound have a quote-unquote onomatopoeia, which is just these uh, sound effects that they use. And, like, people just use them in speech. Yeah. It's not, like, a weird thing that, like, a kid would say or something like that. Yeah. It would be, like... We're talking about in Japanese. Yeah, in Japanese, yeah. like an adult would be like, and then zoom. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? Yeah, like splish, splish, splash is like yeah. peachy, peachy, chop, chop, or something like yeah. that. Weird. Uh, yeah, like shing. Yeah, shing is a uh, shing is the sound of staring. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sound true. And so I don't even know. People will even say that when they're like staring at you when they want you to know they're staring at you. Oh, okay, yeah. Shing. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, that kichikichi I think is uh, itchy or scratchy. Um, so yeah, it's, it's shushing and all over the place. Yeah, shushing, shushing. Uh, so he uses king slash. King slash, I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. Takes out the ghost fire thing. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Um And then it goes to Tassel. Yes. Tassel's just like, well, Rintaro and Toma got what they wanted, but I'm kind of worried about this whole trial thing that's going on. Yeah. So now here's another criticism I have because it, it shows Toma looking at the book and like worried about the trial. Yeah. Uh, how do you know the trial isn't right now over? Like you just got attacked by something out of nowhere. You, you defeated it. Why would you think there's more to it? Without having a meta knowledge of story oh. that we don't even have, unless the narrator says it to us. Well, I think it's like I don't feel like the trial's done. Yeah, that seems I a little guess. too easy. <laughs> but I mean, because what was it that we were saying early on, where it's like, how do you, how did you piece that together with nothing? Yeah, it's kind of you know, it's like you just know because the story wants you to know, which that's good enough reason, but. It's just like, wow, that's weird. I would have thought that was over. I would have thought your combat trial was over there. Yeah. But, you know, in in fairness, you know that it's not. I guess he's read so many books. It's like the, the hero's journey doesn't end with just one little <laughs> fire apparition. Like, what come are you on. Talking about? That's an easy thing. That could be it. He, he's he's like, actually, that was too easy. <laughs> that's why he knows all these things because he's just like story-wise. He's like, no, I've read this story, dude. Story-wise, 
Caliber's going to be there when I go. That's just how the story works. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> just not how. Come on. I'm I'm willing to accept that because he's proven uh, from other times where he's just like, oh, wait, I remember this story ends with this, this, and this. So we just got to do mean, that. He just hasn't gone through his whole path. Yeah. And he's he, just like pulling things out of the air. And they're like, just like, he, he understands the hero's journey. He just doesn't know at what point <laughs> he's at. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, wait, is this the betrayal? <laughs> yeah. Who, which one of you is betraying yeah. me? <laughs> Step out, Judas. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that would be that would be interesting too if he's just like by the end of this uh by the end of this series he's just this world weary like uh, I knew this was coming yeah I knew this was coming the whole time I just didn't think it'd be you <laughs> he like <laughs> like Caliber's dead on the ground he's over and stabs him a bunch of times he's like what are you doing there's no ways once he's no like, way he's only dead now <laughs> plot twist he's like wait I was the mentor <laughs> the real story hasn't even started <laughs> um. So, anyways, uh, then yeah, we sorry. see the tr- the the trailer for the next one, and it looks like there's more going on because uh, you remember they only closed one book. There's three. There's two yeah, other spots. There's two other spots. Yeah. So uh, we also see like in the preview, we see Buster turn into stone, which means that like there's more Medusas. Yeah, that seems to be. I mean, after the piranha bit where it was just like popping up all over the place, yeah. it kind of proved. I like that. the idea that like the- we made these monsters. Let's just keep doing it. Yeah, let's keep doing it. Yeah. You know, there's nothing to stop us from do- making the same monster twice. Yeah, because we didn't see Legend get beat, and he's the one that's supposedly doing it this I, time. I mean, that's. I mean, we we were complaining about that, but that's what happened uh, on in uh, uh, seventy one. It's just like they just brought the monsters monsters back. We yeah, can do this. We, we just made put them. the parts back together. We we yeah. made these monsters. Let's just remake these. Right. Monsters. I mean, there's some consistency with Golem popping up again, Zass showing up whenever he wants. <laughs> yeah. Um. Which I don't know if that's because they unchained his book. Like maybe they're all chained, and since he unchained him, now he's got free will and he can do whatever. I think so. Um, um, but there was something about the fact that like his head flew off and then he just came back. Yeah. And then the piranha came back several times, and then they had the the salamander was like two or three times. Right. And so it's just like these monsters. We made these monsters. They're yeah. not like people. Yeah. And that makes them actually kind of very horrifying enemies because they're just fictional storybook things that pop up whenever they have a whim to do yeah. it. Um. So, what is let's your, start with your suck, actually. My suck? Uh, so, so, I think that my suck is not the whole thing with May, just how it was handled. Okay. Like, I, I would be fine with the idea of her getting taken hostage because she's, like, just a civilian and she already noticed that. Because mm-hmm. um, I'm like, well, whatever. As long as it doesn't happen every, like, 12 seconds. We've already seen that, like, she, she voluntarily got became hostage one time to actually yeah. help out. So, but I'm just like, I'm no big deal of her being caught. She even said, she's like, I let my guard down. Um, but it actually, it didn't avail to anything except her being saved. Yes, yes. Which I have no problem also with her being saved. I You're, just think the way things were laid out yeah. um, didn't work out. Yeah, you were touching upon my suck. Uh, just, uh, and I think it probably is just like, there's not, this episode doesn't have enough room to breathe. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also don't think there is two episodes here, which I think is the problem. Right. I think there's one and a half episodes here. Right. So I'll just, I'll just get into my suck, right? Yeah. So it started with how quickly and uh, almost useless the training I, I for Rintaro was, right? <laughs> it was almost like they're, they were tickling my balls, so to speak, with something that could have been cool. And it was just like, okay, we're done now. So, But by the end of it, by the end of this episode, I realized... The big criticism I have with the episode is that I'm not getting more. <laughs> if this was a manga, like I was saying, that would have been a whole arc, right? Mm-hmm. There would have been uh, multiple chapters of them fighting. Um, it would have had multiple chapters of Rintaro going through training, them looking through Avalon, 
you know, uh, May running away and getting captured. Like, if you were to look at this in the in the sake of like a manga or an anime, there's so much you could do in this one episode. Yeah. But for the sake of a live action show for children, you would not keep anybody's interest by stretching this to two episodes. Well, the the problem is is that they need to. They have like because it's a television show. That's yes. The thing. It's not even like um. Even like counting it as part of anime and stuff like that, but it's just like because of the the nature of this show, yeah, they have to kill a monster every episode. Yeah, the, the draw is the action, and so they can't have a whole episode on the subplot, yeah, or the finer like emotional elements. Like you can have like for example, Kento, um, his struggle that was a whole episode, but the the still the focal was the the action going on. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like they still needed the action to push it through for the audience that it's targeted towards. Whereas uh, if we wanted a, like a highly cerebral, um, <laughs> deep, like just crunchy story, there's a lot there that they could have done. Yeah. Um, but I don't, like I don't think this is like two episodes worth of show. No, no. That, that th- That's th- really th- the problem is that it's one and a half. Yeah. It's like I would love to read this as a manga. Mm. This would be a great like as a 200 chapter manga. Not just that episode. I mean like everything all together yeah. or more, you know, however. Yeah. Like all the manga I've read, it's usually they're really good. It's like 250 chapters or something like that. But um. Yeah, I mean, so ultimately my criticisms, they all come down to like, well, shit, I wish there was just more to this. Yeah, um, and also, I think that also comes from analyzing, because if we just watch the episode and it's just be like, okay, yeah, cool, yeah, that cool. was cool. Yeah, And then you could like fill in gaps in your head without, if you're not right. criticizing, you can extend things when you like remember. Yeah, because it, the You would thing, be like, oh, that was an awesome training montage of two scenes. Yeah, because <laughs> I mean, if you're just watching it um, like back to back or uh, every week, like right here, we're we're writing stuff down, which makes it real i guess like it, it's like it's something that you wrote down because you want to see more of it and then if you don't get more of it it's like why did i write that down like training it was such a big what i thought was going to be a big part of this episode and it was such a small drop mm-hmm. in the grand scheme and the episode it was like just a little little salt on your meat there yeah um so i don't really necessarily feel let down even that's the weird part is i don't even feel like i lost a whole lot because like there was a satisfying ending but it's also not the end yeah yeah so just, I think it ended on a good spot because it's like there's a lot more coming on. Right. And I mean, obviously, I could complain about the, the horse bro stuff and the um, like Toma's meta knowledge. Like the things that we were com- I was complaining about throughout the episode. And like but, Toma's meta knowledge would also have been fixed by just taking more time of him, like looking at stuff. Yeah. And, like, figuring things out. Yeah. Essentially, everything that I have an issue with is just because I want more of it. Yep. Which is kind of a weird criticism, right? Like, yeah. gosh dang it, I wish there was more to this. Yes. Uh, not because it's like even lacking, just that I want more. Yes. Give me more. Give me, um, give me. So, yeah. So, what is your. My sugoi. Yes. Yeah, so go with you first. Uh, yeah. So, my suck is that uh, the whole May situation could have been done. Yeah. Better. Like, the the points of it yeah. were fine. Yeah, same they, thing. Some more substance with more, uh, more struggle between, gosh, I can't kill him because then he'll kill her. Or, yeah. Yeah. Um. So, uh, my sugoi is, you know, I really do like how they are doing the uh, transformations now. Yeah. Where it's just like they're they're special when mm-hmm. they do the full transformation. Now it's special. Yeah. Not like there's a new form or there's a new thing. Like they didn't even do it with uh, Arthur. Yeah. They just had him. They just shot some flames up and ready to go. Yeah. And I kind of like the the non library transformations. Like when Buster and Kenzen transform because it's like cooler when they're like in the real world. I think it's like yeah. the cooler effects. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that was one of the big criticisms is by like the third or fourth full transformation of just the blaze dragon. And we're like, OK, yeah, we see. Yeah. <laughs> Do you imagine how much they would have to cut out if they would have had all those transformations? In this yeah. Episode? <laughs> yeah. Um, so what is your segue? Uh, so my segue is the 
the capitalization of uh, Caliber being away. Like, it was like, almost now that Dad's away, let's play. Yeah. Right? It's like, okay, now let's accelerate our invasion. So it gives me this sort of um, hope, I guess, that... Well, it's not even hope. It, basically, I'm happy that the reason they weren't just going all out and attacking everybody... Um, like, think about it. In the first six episodes, before Kenzen shows up, there's only three writers, and there's four of them... And they've they're all shown to be way more powerful. Yeah, like arguably, you know. So why aren't they just going full yeah, force? Yeah, and this is also like the first time you've seen all three of them out in the field, and that happens to be when Caliber's away. Yeah, and and then you find out well, it's because they weren't four of them; it was three and one, mm-hmm. and they are allied, but not really. Yeah, like because then you see the uh, story is asking Legend to prove himself, and Zoo and Legend are always bashing heads, mm-hmm. and so you realize they aren't a collective. They're like just several people together doing things like those three might be aligned in a, in a deeper way than them plus caliber. Right. Yeah. But yeah. So it's like now that caliber's gone, let's do this and go hard at it. I, of course, we didn't see story transform because um, he probably like I said, he's probably a puppeteer for something well, he transformed even before. Yeah, on last episode. Yeah. But, I mean, this episode he could have joined the fight without, yeah. like, it would have made more sense for him to transform and fight than to waste his time holding on to May. Yeah, but he's like. Because that's I'm, a gamble that doesn't work, whereas just fighting and, and just crushing these people on a five-on-one situation or five-on-two situation would have been a lot more efficient. He seems efficient. like a person that won't won't fight unless he knows he's going to win. Yeah, so it seems like he's got um he's got the large plan in his head. He's got, like, a, a macro thing going on where everyone's doing a micro thing yeah yeah he's like big picture your little picture yeah don't question me so yeah so but, but yeah, like my story was just i like how they're now using the transformations mm-hmm. in this this form so uh how are you gonna do the 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 rating <laughs> the writing ranking ranking on these ones so um i still like rentara the most i mean i i feel like even though they stole the the training thing from me i don't know the thing is, it's like hard to say. A spawn is actually moving up for me. Yeah, he's he's definitely gotten rid of the emo shackles. Yeah, I mean, he he still has to like, you know, got to beat Caliber. Mm-hmm. But now that we know that maybe Caliber's not actually, maybe Caliber his dad. isn't his dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. it makes it a lot more interesting. Yeah, and because he doesn't know that. Yeah. Um, but then it would be interesting once he finds out, like, because then the fire is gone, right? Like, you you had this whole revenge plot cooked up in your head and now what are you gonna do with it your dad's dead well then caliber killed Maybe. his dad so yeah then he has reason to kill right him. right right um you son of a i was gonna kill my dad you can't kill my dad <laughs> yeah. uh so uh, yeah it's like toma like it wasn't actually that strong an episode for toma and i don't think it was supposed to be no i think the next one will probably be a lot more probably yeah, yeah. um like yeah i'm not really like trying to nail down the writer ranking for this one because it's like first of all there's five writers now mm-hmm. <laughs> uh i mean buster and kenzen are down at the bottom so it's for me yeah and it's the, it's the and then a potential six yeah a slash um but he hasn't done anything yet yeah so. i mean even though we know he used to be it doesn't mean he'll ever be in this series yeah. the sword kind of makes it to be a thing but we we just now watched toma dual wield so there's no uh there's nothing stopping somebody else from using the sword. Yes. You know, the end of the book that comes with it. Uh, speaking of which, uh, the next episode, Common Rider Sabres, Chapter 8. The one that is sealed is Arthur. Hmm. So, I don't know. Yeah, like what? <laughs> What's um, sealed now? We We saw the uh, trailer, and there's going to be a giant robot. <laughs> that there is. Yeah, but... That could mean nothing. Could mean everything. Yeah. It'll probably, like, appear every once in a while. Because, I mean, like, how often the red giant robot appears, appears in Zero One is just, like, every once in a while. Yeah. Um, just enough to remind you that there's that toy out there. Yes. Uh, and they've only transformed to do a giant monster once. Yep. So. And they got beat without yeah. having to also go giant, so. 
Yeah. So yeah, that is our next episode. Chapter eight, the one that is sealed is Arthur. Mm-hmm. And so then that'll be our next episode. I already told you where to find us before we started. Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, any final thoughts on the episode? Yeah, you know, overall it was good. I was, it was a good episode. It, it makes me excited for more. Yeah, because Saber's really picking up. Mm-hmm. And it's really losing what people would have thought. Like, uh, a lot of my thoughts were like, oh, this is like kind of Sentai. But it's like, it's lost almost all of those. Yeah. Things, yeah. Feelings. Besides the color schemes, it's kind of. And that color scheme's just, that's yeah, been that's a writer a, too. It is what it is. Yeah, it's been a writer too. Um, now, like I said, there was 13 episodes, 13 in Uh, So it's just like, whatever. And like, they're a team, mm. but they're not a Sentai team. Right. Uh, there's no like, the power of five. Yeah. <laughs> um, Although, I mean. They did bring up 13. It could happen. 13 warriors. But that's 13 stories. They all use at least three. Yeah. It's going to be kind of hard to math that. But but then you get to the situation where, like, uh, Buster only has one. Buster has one. Kenzen has has one. Has two? But but he only uses one at a time, I think. I don't know. I I can't remember his belt. He used the three. He only has one spot on his sword, but that that doesn't mean they can't use more books. Yeah. So, I mean, that that always throws a. The the different belts can make it to where, oh, yeah, now the 13 have joined together. And then we're like, oh, okay, it was Sentai the whole time, but different. Yeah. Toma's final form is just a bookshelf on his chest (laughs) and he puts them all in. (laughs) I hope not. (laughs) I really hope not. The final form for Pose was a giant touchpad that he just touched. And then we saw with um, Zio, which is like the action figures across his chest. Oh, Oh, you saw Decades, too. Decades is just the cards. Cards in a display case. (laughs) Yeah, with the one on his forehead. I told you, final forms are usually crap. Right. So I'm I'm hopeful it's not a bookcase. (laughs) So I can see it if it is. It's just a giant bookcase, but a chess piece. And just like, <laughs> He's got a book bandolier. <laughs> no, okay. If they go that route, hopefully it's like a satchel of books. I don't know. It'll I probably mean, be like the encyclopedia or something. Oh, you think? <laughs> it's just a really big book. It's going to be like a wizard tome that he holds that it's actually like it flips out, yeah. out in the middle of it and he slashes people with it. It's just one big pop-up book. Yeah. <laughs> His whole body becomes a pop-up book. <laughs> yeah. He's like, it opens up. Here's my pocket on my left nipple. <laughs> yeah. So um, that will be our next episode, not the, the final form of being a bookshelf, but I can see it. I can see it. All right. <laughs> see you guys.